John Parrott giving this a lot of thought. It just looks a, a thin clip. Well, is he going for the pot? Well, he's got the red. I can spend days gazing across the bays at you. You'll never win when I begin my break of 58 or maybe more. Welcome to Tales of the East End, episode 184, and it's me, Gary P, and of course, Prof, Carol. Back again. Back again, Prof, and of course, we are back. We've signed on the dotted line, Prof, Leinster Credit are back, and so our Ocean Electrical, they are back again this season. They saw how beneficial it was for them to come up with such a monster brand that is Tales of the East End, and they signed on for another season. And Glenmore Rovers apparently unbeaten in the new Ocean Electrical kit. What a kit. The all black Puma, very, very nice. It is beautiful. Um, yeah, so Prof, Prof, we have a special guest today. It's the, four, it's the hoops number nine, Aaron Green. Greener is in the lair, making his first appearance on Tifties aside from the quizzes. So he'll be in the studio a little later. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I think Green are possibly the most media savvy of the whole lot of the team, and not afraid to call a spade a spade. So let's hope we make it a little bit explosive, Prof. Yeah, Greener is actually has been my favourite person to interview. Uh, obviously, we've had Joey. Uh, on TFTs and he was fantastic but in terms of like you know the media work I do for SRFC TV like at Rosedown and stuff and the post-match Greener will always give you something interesting he'll give you some insight remember the after the Sligo match although that was McDarrah filled in for me with that one talk about how when Sligo celebrated beating us in Tada as if they had won the league. Mm. And Greener remembered that and he brought it up again and he says that motivated us. Yeah that type of personality in the dressing room is huge and then it goes back to little snippets that you hear about as well but Oidemo mentioned and Green are being a great role model for him and yeah. being really good to him in the dressing room as well so that type of we've lost one in Joey we're hoping Green I can fill the void there with just those really positive and cool personalities in the dressing room but Prof yeah I've been, uh, I was out for a while I tested positive for COVID again I was reaching for the tinfoil reaching for the tinfoil <laughs> fashioning a hat out of it but yeah no I, I had no symptoms uh, it was a close contact to my wife and no symptoms nothing absolutely zero two positive PCRs three negative antigens all in the space for a couple of days and then negative antigens continuously as well so I didn't know what to do you have to go with a PCR unfortunately yeah you'll never know whether that was a new infection or not it, but it probably wasn't it, it can show up in the PCR for three months afterwards so yeah, no. you don't know and I told them that as well, but listen, they, you can't take risks, so you never know. You'd only got it, like, what, three weeks beforehand? Yeah. So Three weeks, yeah. Month, maybe, yeah. Although I have heard of people getting them twice in the month. But it didn't have any uh, adverse happened. effects on me, so it's... But that's the reason for the Zoom calls, anyway. But I think yeah. we've, we've, we've gotten the bugs out of the system when it comes to Zoom, so it's not that daunting anymore. We, we actually don't mind it, but we do prefer to be in person, in the lair. This podcast has had more COVID issues than the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, it has, isn't it? Uh, last week's show prop dedicated to Pat Flynn and um, uh, I even had Pat's fans listening re-listening to Pat Flynn as well because he's that entertaining so <laughs> um, big shout out to Pajo hilarious absolutely hilarious individual he really is the one standing beside the bu- beside Bucko trying to warm up <laughs> yeah. oh, he just he cracked me up he's gold and I think getting him on in fits and bursts kind of prolongs it as well makes it a little bit better so we don't oversaturate them with 
Loads of Pajo, but yeah, no, brilliant to have him on. Yeah, I picked out about 10, 15 minutes of the best stuff. Uh, could have played so much more. <laughs> Remember I said I listened to the to the first time he was on? Yeah. In Johnny Blues. And I listened to the first hour of the 100 special with him and Meryl. And uh, actually, <laughs> I got the most uh, laughs out of the stuff with Meryl's dad. There was some great stuff in there. It's but, just really, really good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the opening song of the podcast, I don't know if you noticed that, it was a tune. Old school Cape Verdean music. Tune. I was yeah. I was polka dancing all around the <laughs> DPH. I'll have to update the old Spotify now and put that one on. But uh, yeah, I hope Padre had a nice birthday. Do you know it's another academy coach shared the same birthday? Nolly O'Brien. Ah, big Nolly. Uh, an ever present in the Roadstone Academy. Uh, top, top fella, Nolly. And good, it's good to hear that Paggio has not stopped listening because he told me he had he told me that the in memoriams were were killing them. Uh, poor choice of words, but that's what he said. <laughs> he said he just couldn't listen anymore. Oh god! But uh, now he was very complimentary, and uh, people love Jim Conroy as well. Uh, someone said to me he should he should get a full show on the podcast because a few minutes isn't enough. With the stories he has, I'm I'm get right. I'm gonna say it now. I'll probably be taking a leave of absence, maybe in the summer to head off. There's your new co-host. Oh, Jim has to be. Because you are gone. <laughs> Jim Conroy, Hooper. Yeah, I've definitely. Got, I have. I've had one person in mind for a long time. But if you're gonna go for two weeks, yeah, I, I think, to, think Jim's the man. Yeah, Jim's the man. So Paggio at the end, he chose Pico as his player of the year and that was, it was a nice touch, wasn't it? Considering he was the only one and he rounded the show off very nicely. But Pico, once again, there's only so much you can say about the fella. Or Puco, as we're going to call him. Oh God, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, we had we had Pico on the tip, he's 150 as you recall. And uh, so maybe he can come back for the 200 episode extravaganza. Yeah, he can well, talk us well, that- through... Well, we, we merely had over we get that, yeah we will we're on 184 now 184 so we'll, we'll do 16 in no time yeah we're getting around prof we're doing well well what should what should definitely be included in the 200 episode highlight reel is you when you were on the phone to me uh, at Christmas doing that podcast you slipping off the toilet <laughs> in the middle of the podcast that's got to go in the highlight reel literally mm. upside down I also want to know, uh, I've got to ask you the time, you went missing twice during that recording. Like, you were isolating during COVID in your bathroom in Lucan. And twice during this call, you were like, hang on, back in a minute. <laughs> and it was only later that night, I was like, where does he hang go? on a minute. Where, where do you have to go? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. Um, so, yeah, the reaction to Boilgate as well, still don't know why he blocked us. Um, it was a weird one. No, maybe you could have a couple of beers and he just goes, fuck that. I'm not dealing with that choy. Strange one. Yeah, because we called uh, Sean Boyd a camel. <laughs> or we compare him to a camel. That also came up in the Pajo show that I re-listened to. Uh, we were calling him uh, Bran Stark. Bran Stark? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a show. Remember that? Jeez, he was the image. But Glenn Dunn tweeted us and he said, fair play, lads. The off-season is flying by with a bit of Rovers chat. Each week, yeah. So this is pretty much what you do anyway. If you were if you were meeting up with the lads, you, this is what you're going to chat about over a point or or stuff like that. So it is. It's nice to kind of just keep it ticking over. Yeah, but the other football podcasts basically shut down, don't they? Uh, there's a few keeping me going. There's under the cash. It's always grey. 
There's another one I listen to called These Football Times. They release an episode every week. But your LOI ones, they just go into hibernation for the winter, don't they? I think the RT Soccer Podcast is back. I listened to one the other day. Is there? Yeah. I'll they, check um, it out. It wasn't too bad. We're still getting feedback to the Rohan Ricketts episode. It's very <laughs> strange. Like Every couple of weeks, someone will just come up to me. And there's no... They either absolutely loved it and thought it was hilarious... Or they thought it was the worst shit they've ever heard. Marmite. There's no in between. That's it. There is no in between with Rohan Riggins. Every so often you're just walking by all you hear is Nightmare. <laughs> but if you said before, basically that, that goal against Derry, if nothing else, you'll be fine. He had a performance against Dundalk. I thought he was going out in Oriel Park. I remember mm. I remember thinking he was really good. It could have been his debut. Um, yeah, so uh, COVID restrictions probably nearly all were lifting on Saturday or Freedom Day as they're calling it. Um, Freedom! I actually got ditched by daughter. She was supposed to babysit and we were going to go out and have a couple of points but no, she decided to have her own social life. So, uh, thanks for that. Ruined the day. But no, stayed in anyway. I think probably better off. I think I reckon it was mayhem all over the pubs. Everybody just going nuts. But uh, it's good. It's good for us. It's good for our live shows. It's good for anything that we're going to throw. So um, the APM, the APM thing was a killer. It was a pleasant surprise. It was very sudden. Like they were talking about phasing it up till the end of the March. And then suddenly it was virtually all restrictions gone on Saturday. Done. Yeah, it was like it's like at the end of the press conference. They were like, oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, all the pubs are open. See? <laughs> it's gone. Mic drop. <laughs> a few people in the news uh you know, department are pretty much redundant now, aren't they? Because some of these people, all they've done for two years is call with figures. Yeah, yeah. Like that was their niche. Like you're the Bose fan chambers, like he's finished. Yeah. He finished. Uh Mick McCarty, I think he will personally offer to put Claire Byrne in the bin. <laughs> yeah. He's not a fan of El Claire, is he? Also enjoyed this from First Division Facts on Twitter. He said, uh <laughs> guy who started supporting balls last year Wondering if lifting of restrictions mean they'll open the other stands at Daddy Mount Park. Oh yes, if you want to uh, catch the clap, maybe, <laughs> or you want to get a tetanus shot, maybe head in there. Other than that, it's the Jody for the rest of the Bulls fans. Bees, bees. <laughs> oh man. So we didn't win the ninety million. Oh, jackpot, prof. We had a little syndicate ourselves. I think we won thirty quid, and that went on a horse or some shit like that. Um, not Glemelore Flyer I hope Glemelore Flyer Green Ribbon Green Ribbon's what you want um, that's how you start spending it in your head on the day of the, <sighs> the draw don't get me started man it, it goes on and on and on then you go into a trance and then you're like oh, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do this so oh, and I was thinking it as well and then I went into the chat and everybody was saying the same thing it's like some people just sat there for 2-3 hours spending it already and then you go back into your own little measly existence <laughs> yeah. and then you have to live your own life. And then you're actually disappointed and you're like, hang on, why did I think I was going to yeah. win that? So Prof Season Tickets, 2935, 2935 tickets. We are coming up to the 3k mark. Very impressive. And a good initiative as well. The, whoever purchases the 3000 jersey uh, wins a free one. Oh, I think I might just buy one. Just get the kit out. I, I don't fancy myself in a rondo with the force team though, to be honest. <laughs> Um, LOI TV is back as well Prof um, bit of a talking point as well they've no season pass which has yeah. gone down like a lead balloon I think my opinion on that is probably that they made fuck all money last year and they didn't even break even possibly and they want so I think it's going to cost you 250 if you want to like overseas hoops like the Fields or and, uh, mm. Gary Armstrong who are abroad they're probably going to struggle well not struggle but they're going to pay about 250 quid 
overall? More than a season ticket for to, to watch it on the stream. Individual games, seven euro a game. Yeah, no, I did well. If you wanted to watch, like if you want to get reviews, it's it. not like it's not like twenty twenty anymore, though, is it? We're we're going to all these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not as big a deal, I suppose. But um, yeah, I was disappointed, but no, no season pass because it was cool to be able to click on all the other matches, have them at your fingertips. But uh, just one quick note, uh, Dunster. We had an absolutely brilliant response on Twitter. He quoted RTE. They had an article up. The title was, How can Irish soccer develop the next Kelleher? And Dunster writes in it, It already developed a player that has him sitting on the bench for Ireland. <laughs> Burn! <laughs> Mic drop! <laughs> okay, on the script. So Prof preseason began with a one 0 win over Fairfield Rangers in Limerick and we opened up the open it was opening of their floodlights. I wonder if the WAC was happy with the with the quality of the floodlights. He can be very critical. Um thanks to Danny Mandrew late goal, so it was a great occasion from what we heard. Prof the WAC Express went down, they got a great welcome. Brendan Kern said, Well done lads, great away day. What a welcome we got from the Fairview Rangers boys. They couldn't do enough for us. Hopefully it becomes an annual event. So uh we can add that to the very, very small list of clubs that actually like us. <laughs> we'd make McCarthy standing ovation as we left from the locals says it all so um, yeah great stuff I hear Maloney was a bit sleepy yeah he was he was uh, he, Lazarus as as he's known a couple of 15s started that game didn't they what a proud moment for them yeah yeah. Noli O'Brien very proud man as well he's been in the background there working away with them so one of them was a Rings End native John O'Sullivan yeah he got the he got the plaudits online from the Pride of Rings End boys a fair view very complimentary as well they gave us the guard of honour uh, one of their players called us a, a classy outfit and did you notice as I think it was one of their players was it, as we were coming out uh, they did the jump and the imaginary header imaginary headers it's coming back bring it back um, yeah so we have a couple of behind closed doors friendies at Rollstone as one of the tifties bogies Jake said he said lads that wouldn't go to Rollstone tomorrow moaning about not being able to go to Rollstone what a fan base <laughs> thumbs us up Club's gone. Club's gone. We've Longford finished one one. Darren McGuinness, young man Darren McGuinness scored and we lost three two to Bray. So fold the club, uh, sack the board. Uh, having led two 0 at half time and subbed off our entire starting eleven at the break. So Amaku and Noonan on the score sheet. So some of our young guns popping in some goals there, prof. Uh, our American goalkeeper Troilus is gone. Uh, didn't work out apparently. Marvin. <laughs> so uh, now we have. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Tom Lettis. Lettis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so. We're yeah. also linked with Ollie Denham. Uh, Saw that as well, yeah. Is he currently on trial or are we just linked with I've him? I've no idea. The Not cards sure. are close to the chest there, Prof. Yeah. Um, Owen Doyle, Prof, signed for Pats after saying he wanted to make amends for disappointing his better halves. Shamrock Rovers, mad family. At the march into the house there with a big bag of scones as a peace offering, he joked. So uh, that's going to be, he's going to be Hopefully not banging too many in. For I hope Pats. he said scones and not scones. Scones. Who says scones? Have you ever heard anyone say scones? There was a massive debate on social media about that. It I've never heard someone say scones. The amount of people saying scones was shocking. I love a scone with a cup of tea. No, it's, it's not It's not happening. But Shells and Taco Wezo as well, we're hearing as well. And um, that, that'd be a super sign, no doubt about it. He's running the show for Cambridge as it is in League One, I think it is. It would be the summer if he was to come back, yeah. We've slowly got pulling the plug on Podge Almond as well as the years go on. These signings, potential striker signings, are looking less and less um, 
glamorous, so I think that they're pulling the plug on that one as well. Coming a bit of a retirement home potentially here, aren't we? Yeah, Just I think it is, but they're going to come home anyway. They want to come home and they're going to play football here, so it's it's a win-win for them. I always knew, like, year after year we were linked with Doyle and, and Podge. I always knew they'd be in their late 30s if they did come back. Yeah. Rather than, look at Joey, he came when he was, what, 32, was it? And look what he won with us. Um, Yeah, you mentioned Podge there. Garen Forsney, County Carlow, is... No longer just known for two people, Podge Ammond and Wally. Go on, what have we got? Well, there's the post office incident, Gare. That's what it's known for now. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was insane. I had no pulse, no pension. <laughs> <laughs> Give it three years, that'll be a movie starring Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Mattenprof, one of our, uh, who we wanted to sign, one of the players, we, he joined Dan Cleary at St. Johnston. So, um, bit of a strange move now, isn't it? Lower, lower level football and not lower level but I think they're on the way out aren't they they're, they could be in a relegation fight could be playing championship Scottish football next season the two boys mm. uh, we have Dundalk uh, they brought back John Mountain didn't they saw that yeah yeah. and they mentioned that he signed in 2012 and they said with the exception of last year he has been here ever since so exception that he actually left so he actually did leave yeah. Aside from the time that he left, it's yeah. like Trevor Brooking, one club man logic. It's like, yeah, my one club man spent all my career at West Ham, except for a season in Cork. <laughs> yeah. Alex Dunn and Dylan Duffy went to UCD. They're going to get some Premier League football, Premier Division football. Uh, Andy Moyler, pilfering our youngsters. Dunn was always a big prospect, yeah, wasn't he? Duffer's ever, boy, wasn't he? Ever since we've started this show, he's been sort of mentioned a lot. Like you say, Duffer singled him out, but he had two really, really bad injuries, didn't he? I mean, that would set anyone back. Some people don't come back from them at all. Yeah. So it's good to see him um, kind of get some game time with UCD. Ben and Sam Court signed professional contracts with Pats as well, so they're uh, slowly building up their squad. They are they're looking at a lot of loan signings as well, so I don't know if that's going to work out for them. They've got the top, the top half right. They've got a couple of good players up top, but they seem to have to fill the gaps now with the rest of the play, rest of the team. It's like what you were saying on. Friday, I mean, Louisville, it's the, it's the after effects of not having the B team, isn't it? That missing link in the pathway. Yeah, Hence, hard, isn't it? these players move on to Longford and UCD and stuff. And then we have another one that we had a rise on, Prof. I think it was James Abankwa. He's set the sign for Udinese in Serie A. It's an LOI record up front fee. They're looking at big money there as well. So you'd wonder how these transfers come about, won't you? Udinese, like, I mean, it's fascinating. I love the world of transfers. Do you think Zeffi has just sort of maybe put it in the minds of maybe so continental clubs? So maybe so maybe so. I mean, he would have been playing against UCD or against Udinese in these youth leagues. So they probably thought, who is this guy running amok? Let's delve into that that um, that little paddling pool of of uh, talent in Ireland. So I think it's opening up doors for kids. We've a super cross and assist by Scales Celtic in uh, for Celtic in the cup last week. So the wand. Wand of a left foot, some cross, wasn't it? All he had to do was tap it in. Sure, we've seen him do that loads of times. For Has Robert. your hate affair with Celtic eased now that we have? I've still not watched the game. No offence to Liam Scales, but I don't watch Celtic games. But every time he scores or has an assist, I'll click on it and I'll watch it immediately and I, and, uh, I enjoy that. I like what's going on there. I like what's going on at Celtic. I think it's they're, they're a club on the up as regards to coming back. Well, they're obviously a massive club, but I think he's doing good things there. Big Ange. That was a lower athletic they were playing in the cup and they had Connor Salmon playing for them. Do you remember him? Is he still playing? Still UC, alive. UCD legend. Uh, Kelleher versus Bazunu debate, Prof. Um, this is getting old for me. I can't believe this. 
it's getting old. It's it's literally just like I, I walked up to the Liverpool fan work yesterday, and I said I'm gonna find out if this guy is a zop. A zop. And I said, <laughs> Kelleher or Bazunu, who should start for Ireland? He goes, Oh, oh, Kelleher all day long. Oh, yeah, because he's a Liverpool fan. Yeah. He hasn't put a foot wrong. He's made outrageous saves. You don't drop a player for Ireland who has not put a foot wrong. Save the Ronaldo penalty. That save against Luxembourg. Uh, I think it was rattle off the saves there. Was it the Serbia home game? He made ten very difficult saves yeah. in one match. When's the last time you saw a goalkeeper make ten difficult saves in one match? Yeah. And he's playing constantly as well. He's playing men's football. He's progressing at a, a extremely outrageous rate. He's going to be our number one. No, but let's drop him because the other guy plays for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Like John Aldridge doing his, his article in air quotes. Um, the FAI profs bad news have forced Rovers to play the first game of the season at home to UCD behind closed doors as punishment for the fireworks in Waterford last year so fortunately it's a kick in the nuts and we won't be get to see we won't get to see the hoops play at home in our first game of the season it's a, it's a real sickener it really is yeah you and I were kind of waiting for this to to break weren't we and I, don't, I don't mean to sound too clicky here but <laughs> the media we were surprised the media didn't get wind of it for like a month and then it finally came out and we're like alright here we go shit's gonna hit the fan here yep. and it's a bit mental like for the actions of one or two idiots at an away match one of our home matches is gonna be behind closed doors and like I've, I've asked people who have been following the league 30-40 years I was like has this happened before has a FBI ever forced a club to play behind closed doors Nobody can think of another incident. It's crazy, isn't it? But they've set the precedent now. I mean, I think they have to mm. keep up with the standards. You know when a Bowes director comes out and says, this is ridiculous? Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe that either. That says it all. But I think he's looking at their future conduct as well from his own fans. So <laughs> you never know. But, um, I mean, one and a half seasons of not having fans allowed in the ground after all we've been through, they then finally get back and pre-season and the first game of the season you should be talking about you should be excited the excited you know that last week before the first Friday yeah it's one of my favourite weeks we should be talking about the League of Ireland being back and on the up again and instead we're talking about this bullshit yeah it just it, it just puts a damper on it doesn't it it's a bit like playing it's not I wouldn't, it's not like for like I suppose but remember in Tala when we were forced to play at Talca Park because of the Real Madrid friendly. And, you know, having having finally gotten away from Talca, we had to play one match yeah, there. And yeah, the, the, fans, order over that, remember? the fans held a banner saying, you know, this doesn't hide our contempt. So it's a bit like that. Except we'll be holding our banners from our living rooms because yeah, we, we can't yeah. go into the ground. From the probs. Uh, the either yeah. series on Twitter prof highlights include Richie Tell. He wants to be James Bond. Uh, I think Idris Elba is going to pip him to that one um, Cavo hates wine as well Cavo get yourself a nice Argentinian Malbec nice steak you will fall in love Barry um, uh, not impressed by uh, Mr. Tell though he, uh, he noted that he was asked does he rather give or receive gifts but then he starts talking about Burger King and McDonald's <laughs> yeah well that's a gift in itself isn't it so uh, another controversial one prop the sign of Andy Lyons from Bowles confirmed on Monday and Twitter exploded 
Twitter exploded. You don't say. Yeah, it was a it was a good week. Let's say it was it was interesting. I was scrolling through and having a having a laugh. The quoted tweets of Dan McDonald making that uh, announcement. It's it's something else. It's a bit of crack, isn't it? Just going through them. But Bowls are having a, a tough off season. It's their toughest one in that I can remember with this pretty much the spine. The hips, the knees, the feet ripped out of their squad. They've lost George. Well, Georgie Kelly's pretty much gone. It's a formality now. It's Ross Tierney, Key War, Rob Cornwall, Adam Breslin, Steve McGuinness, Bastian Irri, and now Andy Lyons and MK Dons look like they're going to take Dawson DeVoy. So they've got a lot of work to do. I'm going to tip them for a relegation <coughs> playoff this year, Prof. Yeah, Irri went to Harps. Do you remember they said that uh, he was going to be an upgrade on Danny? Best player in the league, they said. Best midfielder in the league. That's what it said. And What a disappointment he's been. And now we've taken Andy Lyons, who probably wasn't their cup of tea. Uh, probably bad attitude him here in the training gear. Ah, uh, he's a bit milky, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So we've taken Lyons, and we've given them Max Murphy and Alua going back further. Yeah. <laughs> it's only one winner here, like I said before. Bowser, our feeder club. What was the other one as well? Ah, oh, there, there was a lot of cracking chance. Uh, Maloney, Jason Maloney, the biggest club tweeted. Club said, director. Club director. <laughs> Club director. Uh, why? It's not as if Lopez Watts or Mandroyu have improved their game or won any honours. So, listen, the track record speaks for itself at this stage, prof. Uh, press release. Andy stressed the European factor in his... Like, let's talk. Let's just talk briefly on... The move from Bowes to Rowers is too... It's too much to resist, realistically. You're training part-time. I don't know how many times a week they train. I think they even in trainers. But if you're going to listen to the way Greener speaks about how we actually conduct ourselves in training, what we do, how we go about it, the professionalism of it, you, you can't say no. You can't mm. say no. You want to progress yourself to the next level. It's the way it currently is. Football is fleet, and we always say that. It currently is the step up. And there's no one denying that. And Bowles fans can't deny that either. They can't deny it's a step up. And the shoe has been on the other foot, of course. You go back to 2004 when Tony Grant made the move from uh, Rowers to Bowes because they were in a more stronger financial position than us. Yep. So it, it changes over time in history. And at the moment, it's all going our way. And I've called out the quality of players, or Maloney did, and I've said the quality of players going in the direction of Fisborough. And it's chalk and cheese, really, in mm. terms of quality. Exactly, yeah. Uh, the Twitter video announcement was very good. Oh, brilliant. The, the media team are knocking it out of the park at the minute, aren't they? Really uh, yeah, it was the map pointing from I'm loving the Loving the little noise, was it? The the crackling little noise. Brilliant. It's just really, really well done, you know? Yeah. I love it in terms of the press release. Loving it all multi-year as well. Multi-year Multi-year deal. Year deal. <laughs> but we talked about the Bowls fans' reactions as well, and they are just losing their shit. They're losing their shit. They're seething, seething on the old jibber web. Some of the crap they're coming out of. One fella said, Brazder tapped them up. How do you tap up a free agent? I don't know. No. But apparently he did it, Shannon Brazder. Uh, their biggest gripe, I think, was that he was training with them while out of contract. And then Bowes fans felt he was giving the runaround, hoping for a UK move. But I mean, your player, you're in pre-season. He's not signed up. It's January, going into February. What do you think is going to happen? Exactly. you got a better offer and he's going. I mean, what's he going to do, sit at home and not train because he has inklings that he might want to go? Come on. like it's There's no common sense coming into this here. 
They've had a disastrous off-season, yeah, which I'm trying to distract from now with the old Bob Marty. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, with everything uh, off the pitch, they're having great fun off the pitch, but it's all about what happens on it. I think, but uh, the squad depth we spoke about as well, it's ridiculous. Our, our, our 211s are absolutely brilliant. And the, the whole money thing as well, Like a lot of, a lot of fans will, will bash us and say, oh, well, they're just a money club. Is that necessarily a bad thing, that we have a few quid? And we've conducted ourselves in the right way. We've gotten ourselves into a good shape financially. Is that such necessarily a bad thing that we can tempt players in with a professional setup and be able to give them what they want to progress and sh- and thrive as footballers? Is that such a bad thing? Am I wrong? You know what I mean. You need you need squad with depth when you're challenging on three fronts. Like if you're gonna like again to quote another Bowes fan. One claim that we were just signing uh, Lions to get one over Keith Long. So yes, we've signed. We're we're not signing him to challenge on three fronts in three competitions and potentially play fifty five games if all goes to plan with only a thirty four year old right wing back because the other players mentioned Cotter and Gannon they have not been playing a right back if you've been watching us. No, we've just decided to spend our budget to annoy some team in fifth. That's what that's we've done. That's the genuine, some fans genuinely think that. They said, signing, one quote was, signing Lions was shithousery. Pure shithousery <laughs> from Bradley. What, the, what goes on in people's minds? Are these like... So he's sitting there in the in the room with the with the back room staff and he's like, lads, I'm bored. Why we sign fucking Andy Lyons for the crack? We pissed him off. Well, I don't know who these people like. Are these fourteen-year-olds on Twitter, or are <laughs> yeah. these like grown men? Actually, do they believe this to be the case? I, I don't know. It's the anger just taking over, isn't it? And they're clutching at straws, but it's great. It's great, bro. Uh, finally, with Ricky the Buff Keegan has joined Twitter, and he is destroying Bose fans. It's great to watch. He hasn't been on oh, it for man. a while. He's never been on it, and Ricky, he's just he's very straight down the middle. I give him that. Yeah, remind me. <laughs> Remind me of the Simpsons meme. Please, he's already dead. I know, yeah. Ricky just kidding people. Oh, it's great. Great they, to read. They also keep throwing up this um, private message with Lions as if we're going to read this and turn on them or something. Yeah, oh like, yeah, he's not, oh, we don't want him anymore. Let's cancel the contract. Come on, man. So, yeah. We're, we're also minions in debt care, which is news to us. Yeah, we're being, being folded as we speak, Prof. It's unfortunate. We'll find another team. I think they're basing this off that inaccurate and outdated Irish Times piece that came out last year that said we're millions on debt based on a year old financial records, not counting all the transfer fees <laughs> that come in since, you know. Ah, oh, that funny one, it's funny. And I'll leave the last words to uh, Bradzer, who, like I ring Bradzer and Lyons to sort of put the press release and unprompted. Brazzer goes, Andy recognised that he wanted to be with a team that is winning and competing for things. Chef's kiss. Are you listening? That's the mic. That's the mic being dropped. So that's it. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so probably we're going to move on to the Cape Verde. Or the Cabo Verde. Am I saying it right? Cape Verde. I'm hearing people saying Verde lately, so I don't know. We could be getting it wrong. So they played three AFCON games since our last podcast, and there was three interviews with the Prof and Pico on social media as well. He's doing his own little bit of uh, journalism, and he's covering everything in Cameroon. And as of tonight, unfortunately, they were um, they were beaten 
in the last 16. So, yeah, Pugo Lopez. We'll um, cover the three games before we... we oh, yeah, we'll so. cover the three games. Yeah, so they were beaten by 1-0 by Burkina Faso and Pico played really well. Um, He's he's really stood out. He's He's been brilliant. And like we were talking about, he is their leader. He seems to... It's just the type of personality that he is. He draws you in. He's just such a, a cool individual. And it's it's shining now. And people have taken a big shine to him. They really, really have. Yeah, we just did an interview with uh, Friday. I'm in Louisville. Uh They're actually not dead. They're, they're still alive, believe it or not. They yeah, still going. Hadn't done a show since, uh, what was it, October or something. But yeah, they were asking us about the interest in Pico from, from Europe. And... Uh, <laughs> It makes you grab the old collar, doesn't it? It makes you nervous. Yeah. Losing Pigo. But, like, that, that game against Burkina Faso, that was, like, a real poor quality game. Yeah. And he great. stood out. Maybe you might say it wasn't that hard to do to stand out, but the commentators even singled him out. If you look online, everyone was praising him. The commentator said he, he nearly defended on his own tonight. Yeah, no, he's class. He's top, he's top, top class. And then, of course, he tops that in the following game. To keep going on as well, like, even, like, we had... The man of the match award against Cameroon, so a one-one draw. Like he's playing against, like I think it was Vincent Abubakar, was it? And he's banging goals in all over the world. So really, really good standard of of Cameroon team. And he, he was man of the match, man of the match against Cameroon. Mm. Like big old trophy as well. Yeah, I was asking him about that. Uh, the case he said it comes in a massive case, so he's struggling to get into a suitcase when he, when he flies home. Ah, oh, you have to check it in, as not Yeah, because they're in the same place. Uh, in uh, Yaoundé it's called uh, the capital of Cameroon for the three group games then they had to move to uh, uh, what's it called again Bufasim for the last 16 I'm glad you're pronouncing these prof yeah I, I have uh, some 17s players to uh, oh, thanks, call thanks out for later that, yeah. I'll get you back but uh, yeah, that's the first time they had to travel See when you like to switch uh, hotels and everything, but even that, just the whole adventure of traveling around Africa, playing football, like it's it's once in a lifetime stuff. Like it's such a great story, and he he's gonna take home so many special memories with him, including photographs, because he keeps buying photographs from uh, the the official photographer at the the Afcon, and Pico's just buying loads of them for a tenner each. Ah, oh, it's it's super, it really is, and he's made friends for life now as well. Hopefully, yeah. the odd signing or two we could throw one our way. You never know. You get the impression the camaraderie is amazing in in that group. They like just seem all, to get on so well, don't they? They're all coming. They're all uh, Cape Verdean, but they're kind of coming from a lot of different backgrounds. But at the same time, you know, they're they're unified, and it's a great story. I'm sure some of those players have. As interesting stories Pico does, how they ended up playing for their national team, and look how well they're doing into the last sixteen. Uh, sadly, that's as far as I went though after tonight's game. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kieran Gentleman. Remember we interviewed him on Loi Curie. He's after getting himself a Cape Verde jersey, right? And it's it's a fake jersey with Lopez three in the back, rather than. Pico far, but well, what can you do? I mean, it's 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 not easy getting these jerseys. Who produces fake Cape Verde jerseys? <laughs> Who does that? He was rocking in at work today, cheering on Pico. Fair play to him. So Senegal prof, um, four points was enough to see them through. They were the best, the best losers, pretty much, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, last sixteen, so best tour place team is what the official 
term was and the journey ended with a 2-0 defeat to the number one ranked team in Africa Senegal on Tuesday now I tipped Ivory Coast but this Senegal team you got Sadio Mane absolute superstar mm. and um, in his pocket for a while at one stage I think Mane was one on one with Pico and Pico shuffled back took the ball off him kept possession cool <laughs> as you like just it, the slippers were on but listen it was a, it was a tough task to get through and um, you have to be proud of him I mean but Sadio Mane he marked Sadio Mane and unfortunately he got taken off at half time we'll talk about that now he's marked Zlatan and Mane in the space of a year and a half and he shows he can step up to the, to the, to the level that's that's required but um, footage has now emerged of him in the tunnel and he just kind of, he, it just shows you what type of guy he is he's in the middle of the conversation and he turns around to the fella and he goes sorry just hold on a minute <laughs> and just goes <laughs> so he even has the manners to excuse himself while he's about to projectile vomit all over Cameroon and like certain it, robbers fans who just do it anyway yeah it just came bucketing out and the whole squad surrounded him and I think Jace Maloney made a great point saying that he's their leader they all rushed around him you know, to kind of yeah. say, is he okay? So it was, a re- it was I was going to say, it's a really nice sight. Not Pico Lopez vomiting, but all the team rushing to his aid. Shame, uh, shame for it to end that way. First of all, they were down to 10 men from a shite red card. Shouldn't have been a red. And then for Pico to play well, so well in the tournament and the first half, and then to go out that way, that's that's a shame for it, for it to end that way. But still hell of a journey. And... It was apparently it was food poisoning, yeah. Because uh, if if you've read the, I don't know how many people have because it's behind the paywall, but uh, he's been writing a diary in the the Indo and the Herald every Saturday morning, and uh, it's been really really good. And during the week, he, him and a few others were hit with food poisoning. Yeah, and Pico felt terrible the next day, but then he got over it. And he was back into training. So what I do is, when I interview him, I sort of like write little notes down from the diary. And I had a lot of topics. And I was thinking of asking about that one. I was like, ah, well, he, he got over that. That's fine. But apparently what happened was, he got another dose of food poisoning. And, Are we uh, smelling foul play here? Yeah. <laughs> it's after, it's, it's, he said it's after cashing up with him. Is the chef from Senegal? <laughs> yeah. It's a tricky one. Well, I have a theory that uh, Ray had FedExed his curry <laughs> over to Cameroon and see it only arrived on the morning of the game you know what I mean the paprika puff the paprika yeah. um, so we're officially christening him Puco <laughs> so he's, he's now Puco Lopez yeah. oh god um, they've been badly hit with Covid too hadn't they from the start of the tournament it's a brilliant so story this- like Brilliant story and how they've actually come through to the last 16. Unfortunate not to get through, but... Given all these hurdles. And their manager, Babista, what a weird tournament he's had. I know. Like, he, he gets... He, he leads them to the AFCON, but he tests positive for COVID. So he can't be around the team the first two games. Uh, but then, like, there's these weird rules where he's, like, he's allowed in a team meeting an hour beforehand, but then not in the dugout... And then you can talk to him about half time, sort of. Sounds very uh, not in, long in the cup final, isn't it? Not in the dressing room. And then, like, then he tests positive again before the third game. So again, like, he can't be in the dressing room to dug out. It must be very yeah. So like some some rules are just ridiculous. Like even going back to just like restrictions and stuff like that. You'd be sitting in the pub and you're having a point. Everything's grand. You're sitting there with your wife, your friends. If you physically move your legs 
and stand up, that means you have to put a mask on. When you sit back down, <laughs> you take it off to drink. Like, it, the, for those 40 seconds it takes you to, to, to walk, to, like, I'm, it's fucking ridiculous. I can't believe that didn't work. <laughs> I can't How did that not stop the spread? I'm surprised the case didn't come down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier, uh, Brazder has confirmed that uh, Pico's performances has sparked preliminary interest from clubs on the continent, although none have yet tabled a formal offer. So we'll go back to our football manager days. Is this a case of where you... You don't bid straight away. You ask about an inquiry, and sometimes they'll come back and say, "Under no circumstances is this player for sale," or they'll come back at you and say, 40 million You know, is it like yeah. that? Is it like we'd like to inquire about Puco Lopez? Is is he available? How much is he worth? What's left in his contract? I wonder if that's how it is. Because, like I said, I love transfers. Flashing love... red. You have news. Yeah, yeah. I used to love it. And then when you turn down the the bid, he's unhappy. Then you get a UNH. He's unhappy. <laughs> what? Wants to move away from the club. But uh, yeah, a couple of calls from Brazzer. He says there there has been a few teams that have really liked them. And if they make that call to us, it's a conversation we'll have to have with the club. Ooh. And with Pigo. That's the stage he's on. He's performing. He's getting recognised. And here's the thing as well. Brazzer is a smart individual. Is he looking at this? Where he's, He could be looking at the realistic approach and saying, how long has he got left in his contract? And if we do get a bid in from, it could be the right time to let him go. And he's going to progress his career. He, I think he owes him that much as the amount of loyalty that Pico's had. And they both have respect for each other where they could probably have a sit down and say, okay, well, let's say they offer half a million for Pico. Mm. And his contract will now, he might leave for free in six months' time or whatever it is. It probably makes sense. If he wants to go, if there's a bid there, I don't. I'm probably gonna get hammered for this. But if there's a bid there and he wants to go, he's got a few months left in his contract. Take the money, and then we can build on from there. And we have Lions coming in as well. We have a couple of replacements. Do you know what I mean? I don't want Pico to go. I want him to stay. Let's hammer that home. But those are scenarios that are gonna play out. Well, we talked about earlier, um, Pastor about to break the LOI record upfront fee for a player. Bags of cash. And so I mean. If a bid came in for Pigo, that would break that. For a 29-year-old, you would have to say that is good business. So I think it's going to be... There's going to be factors. It's going to be the the amount, bid, and it's going to be, from Pico's point of view, who is it from? Yep, and if it suits him, Mm. if it suits his way. Like, I mean, he made a big Mm. step in actually going full-time in the first place, leaving the job that he had. He's not afraid to make a decision as well, but like I said, I'd love to hold on to him. But you want... You want what's what's best for players ultimately. Um we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out, prof. So the um, tournament the itself. tournament itself talking points. <laughs> oh I'm just laughing thinking back. I was watching I think it was the Burkina Faso and Gabon penalty shootout and um the was the deciding penalty was taken, I think it was saved or missed or whatever, and then in the background all I can see is this person doing like multiple somersaults so the goalkeeper who was on, he did about eight somersaults. I no saw job, that, yeah, and then he yeah. did a big one. And I was looking at it going, what the fuck? If I was celebrating a penalty shootout and I saw my keeper doing that, I'd be, okay, I'll go over and celebrate with him. So Just let him finish first. Never mind your man who's got the winner. There's been a few talking points, bro. Yeah, refereeing mostly, isn't it? We, we talked about the that crazy one in the early on the tournament. Uh, what else was there? Some, some shock. It was a shocking pitch that everyone's giving out about. A couple of early reds, a couple of mental tackles, 
couple of stupid decisions, blowing uh, games up early. You've got a left back going in goal yeah. for Comros because he actually played well. Did you see the thing I tagged you? I saw he the, actually made a couple of really unorthodox cool saves. He made a big double save, yeah, because their their first choice keeper was injured and the other two had COVID. I should go into a last sixteen match of a tournament and you've no keeper. <laughs> yeah, number three, left back going in goal. <laughs> oh. Mad stuff, but uh, yeah, like remember that art that uh, thing I tweeted. A couple of weeks ago, laying out where everybody in the AFCON plays their football. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was there was an article in the Athletic.com who kind of went further. They were like going into like who has the most from each club and and all that. So it was kind of it was more in depth than, than my tweet, and it was kind of summed up in these couple of paragraphs it, when they said football's diversity is reflected in the 69 countries in which AFCON players plied their domestic trade. Malawi could reach the knockout stages for the first time in their history, propelled by players from uh, NASA Big Bullets, Mighty Wanderers. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. NASA Big Bullets? Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a porn star. And Silver Strikers. Silver Strikers and NASA Big Uh, Bullets. Midfielder Casa Camara has travelled from Assam as the sole representative of Indian Super League, where he plays for North East United. The presence of Cape Verde defender Roberto Lopez, born in the Dublin suburb of Crumlin. Yes, the hotbed gets a mention. (laughs) Means that Shamrock Rovers provide more players than Barcelona. <laughs> so, is AFCON a tournament consisting of teams who vary vastly in quality? A competition made up of sides with significant cultural and geopolitical differences? Is it made up of countries that have flourishing league structures? Or those who have players... Or those where players have to go further afield to receive international opportunities? It is all of these. Yeah, it's a great article, Prof. Loving that. Once again, your eye for a bit of literature. Um, yeah, so that was the AFCON itself. And uh, like we said, big shout out to Pigo and the hotbed of talent once again producing. The upcoming friendlies though, Prof. Uh, we are on the 29th. We've Wexford at 12. We've treated you at four. Both of them are in Rollstone. Not sure. I think they're probably behind closed doors. We're reinventing football. Mm. Can't have anybody looking at that. Um, Psych the board. Five, uh, the including fifth, Jason Maloney the 5th of February we've Cove we've Tala we've Galway away at 7pm so woo, we'll be allowed to that one what are, what are you thinking I was just thinking actually that we're going to get a much bigger crowd than we would have now aren't we because um, people can't go to the UCD one possibly yeah the Galway one's tickling the fancy now I know Robert Lavelle had his eye on it as well we could try organise some see if there's any takers I know initially people people don't really do it but you never know we might get <laughs> a few bodies down but think about that though normally that you know those two or three thousand would be looking at this saying I'll go next week first league game of the season but you can't go no so you go to this one don't you there he's not a cert either but we gotta go with theory. Oh yeah, I would imagine a good crowd for this. Mm. Uh, I saw someone suggest that should members in the season think of Is the seventh so hold on the is it a Saturday, the Galway? The Galway game? Yeah. Sure what else would you be doing, prof? <laughs> Wasn't it suggested it'd be a stag night as well for that one? I think so, yes, yeah. we're talking about with Rob. I read, uh, someone suggested should members in season think of holders go free for the President's Cup game. Um Based on what's happening with UCD. I don't. I think in the current climate, considering we've been scalped, 
for the start, I'd gladly pay in. Mm-hmm. I think we should all make a, a pitch to pay to pay in, considering uh, like show solidarity against the FAI and their disciplinary unit. Mm-hmm. I think we should all pay in and uh, try and give the club a few quid because we're down. Like we we spoke about on Friday, I'm alive. it was um, an issue that like Prof made this great point is that normally you'd get three or four thousand at UCD, and I said, "Well, ah, fuck it, it's only UCD." But then he made the point that well, we're going to sell it out. It's the first game of the season. When else are we going to have seven thousand at UCD? So it's a big pinch, mm-hmm. and it, it is a kick in the nuts. So I think everybody pay in and pack out the the Presidents Cup. And it's there was rumours that it would be doubled up as a Unite the Union Champions Cup semi-final because we also have to pay Pats in that competition. Uh, I th- think that stinks of amateurism maybe, man. Doubling up a game. I don't like that. Something about that I don't like. What have I been saying from the beginning? This is a shambles. It stinks, doesn't it? But when the FBI announced it, there was no mention of that playing... Facing each other in two competitions in one match. Which, by the way, will be a Stato's nightmare. Oh, yes. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> has, the, has it happened? Has it happened before? Not in Robert's history. Absolutely not. And speaking of stats, uh, you probably saw me put one out there last week that when Bradzer reached 2,024 days in charge on January 20th, he overtook John Giles who was manager between 1977 and 1983. That city. So Bradzer is now the second longest reigning Shamrock Rovers manager in a single spell of all time. Second only to Paddy Code. He's a bit of time to go left as well. Maybe. A few years. Yeah, Code was 11 years. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got a lot of response to that on Twitter. Uh, most notably, perhaps, Carl Kearns, who said... Fair play to the board for not listening to us reprobates in the stands that haven't a clue. <laughs> yeah. uh, Prof was behind that, the mastermind behind the Enough is Enough banner. You can catch him <laughs> in the background there in the photo. Um, yeah, so that's the that's that. The date, Prof, for the President's Cup. We talked about this. 11th of February in Tallis. So, we, like we said, I think we should all pay in. It's the 11th of Feb. Um Go in and pack the place out and we'll see what happens. It's a split gate as well, I'd imagine. So either way, we're down a few quid. But um, yeah, so that's that. The the President's Cup is officially on the 11th in Tala. Derry Bus, Prof. Four provinces, 25th of Feb. Half two, departure. Loads of delicious points. And Green Ribble will be officially be on tap as of then. And uh, you can get yourself on. So we're full. <laughs> I think the Larry's are full I think the GTSC is full I think the Pines is running I think um, the Ultras are full like Derry would probably want to reconsider the allocation <laughs> maybe that, that that might have to be thought about even Paul McGrath's on our bus when pigs fly I you. actually still don't believe I think he's taking the piss I don't think he's throwing up Gar please please drop back to the four provinces I think he'll just stand outside with his arms folded instead of actually going in for a point he's like no I'm here for the bus Four provinces pick up. Four provinces, provinces return. <laughs> yeah, uh, just not an RTE. Their first two televised games are Shelburne versus Pats. I was wondering actually, would they choose that or Dundalk Derry? I thought they would choose Dundalk Derry as the first one. 
Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a uh, humdinger, isn't it? Bit of spice there, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of spice. And they're also showing the Derry Rovers game. With the Dublin Derby as well starting off as well, so it's either or, you know. Yeah, so they're showing Derry Rovers in seconds, uh, second week. They've also said that they're promising enhanced coverage. So does that mean the return of a soccer republic type thing, or hopefully to Jesus, it's not Fabio O'Brien talking any more than two or three minutes, because. Then it's not exactly enhanced coverage, is it? Well, here's an even worse thought: Fabio O'Brien and Peter Collins. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like you said, our bus is full to the brim. Everybody else is, and we might get there just in time to watch it in the Brandywell Bar, if if the rumours are true about tickets. Um, yeah. So we have the Junior Hoops ad prof. We have the Junior Hoops are doing big things. 2022 Junior Hoops membership is now available for as little as 15 quid. So Maya is all signed up. She's a happy camper. It includes exclusive sticker book, stadium tour, meet the players and management, match night flag bearers, train with the force team and so much more. So it's been... uh, I'm actually jello. They do do so much good work, man. And Maya, it's just... It's brought Maya around now. You know what I mean? Whereas I'd bring her to the stadium and she might not buy into it totally. They've turned her whole... Like perspective around about going to Rovers is brilliant, so I'm really, really happy. It's it's 100% worth the 15 quid, it really is. So get in touch and make sure you sign them up, it's brilliant. Uh, the new home jersey prop it's coming, it's available from the club shop Friday and Saturday. And we might have seen a little sneak peek, a little sneak peek, a little sneak peek, and it's gonna be a cracker. The, the, it's definitely green and white hoops, it's not like uh, we can confirm it's green and white. It's not the funky shit from 2018. <laughs> the funky <laughs> shit. We can confirm it is green and white. Um, really, really happy. So uh, get your get your t-shirts and get your jerseys. Get your new home kits. And of course, Prof, very, very proud day coming up soon for us. We have our own beer, Green Ribbon Launch, February 12th. Flock of boards in the lounge. We have the lounge this time. No christenings, Prof. And uh, it's a tenner a ticket. Get on to us. You're going to get a curry. You're going to get a pint. And you're going to get to watch... The flock of boards who blew the roof off the house on the Player of the Year awards. It is going to be a cracker. So we're still we're still just trying to mash out a time. But it's the 12th of February in around 6 o'clock. But we will get back to keep an eye on our social. So if you're looking for a ticket, get on to us. Uh, get on to us through Tales from the East End and Instagram. Or uh, it's mostly going through Revolut. If you want to pay in the night, that's no problem. So get, through, get, get in touch with us on well, at East End Pod as well. Or Royalty Persons on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, big one, 5.5% prof. Maybe a little bit more. Saz hops, nice pilsner. It's going to be a cracker. I can't wait to, well, as you know, I'm more of a Guinness man these days, but when you're actually holding the can and drinking it, you're going to be looking at a white horse and a green ribbon. Uh, I know. <laughs> the design's pretty epic, I must it's say. pretty cool. Yeah, we worked, we've done a bit of work on it. So, yeah, that is it for this week, prof, and uh, looking forward to the start of the season, as usual. So, um I'll say so now uh, we have our guest coming in now, Prof. It is the main man, Aaron Green. So making his debut officially in the lair is Aaron Green. Aaron, you are very welcome. We've had you on before doing a couple of quizzes. You tanked in them. But you're very welcome (laughs) to the lair. No, he won the last one. Remember against Jack and Sean Cadden? Ah, you're not the champion, not the champion. You know what I mean? Joey's Joey's the main man. You don't be Joey. That's when we debuted the little score, uh, the whiteboards. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a bit of crack actually. Yeah. Just before COVID, so we had to stop. Poor old Mikey O'Connor didn't do too well at all, did he? <laughs> so you're you're very welcome. Thanks for having us, lads. Really appreciate it. You're the first active player in studio in a year and a half. Stats. Since Stats. since somebody who shall remain nameless. He's out. Wa- he's out. Wished now. Open that one name. 
Yeah, that's a bit of a tricky subject. So. <laughs> We've only started and he's with the uh, stats already. <laughs> Three games at the pre-season, so we're doing the double headers. We, we've been, it's been a feature in the Rovers pre-season for a while now. How, how are you getting on? You sharp? Looking good? Feeling yeah. good? I think with football now, in these times, I think everyone doesn't come back unfit, lads. Everyone looks after themselves really in the off-season, so... Um, I know the people can't get into Rollstone, but everyone's fit and sharp. Everyone's looking forward to it. Just looking forward to the first game against Pats in the President's Cup. Uh, freezing weather, of course, these days. Are you jealous of Pigo out there in the heat? Yeah, very jealous, but just probably not of his field poison, the poor fella. But um, yeah, I was devastated for him yesterday, actually seeing it live. But um, yeah, here it's part and parcel here. It's always cold. I think we've actually been lucky. Never mind the cold, but once it doesn't rain in pre season, it's not too bad. But yeah, it's been okay. Had a great tournament, though, didn't he? I mean, intercepting Mane, I mean, it's just crazy. Oh, it's incredible. If I speak, I speak to him regularly. My daughter's wearing his Cape Verde jersey every night that they're, they're playing. She's lucky to get one of his four sons. And, um, yeah, just speaking to him, I, I, I know we'd be disappointed how he went out because Pico's a warrior, like, and he's getting sick at half-time. And from speaking to him, he was eating bananas and drinking Coke before two days before the game he couldn't haul field in like. yeah. and Pico is ultra professional so I think he said he's going to come back and have a word with Darren Dillon about the new uh, nutrition <laughs> diet for us um, a chef right yeah yeah. but um, how he done himself his family everyone at the club and tremendously proud and to be honest I couldn't be more proud of him also he just has that effect on people like even though, like my daughter's obsessed with him but if you know it's like he's such a gentleman and I was saying this already is that when he approached he was in the middle of a conversation and he just stopped and he it's like he turned around to me and he goes oh sorry listen I'm just going to go and project the vomit over there just give me a sec and then he just goes and it was like something of a movie like it was ridiculous and then you see everybody crowding around him so obviously he has they, they've taken him in like and he's a popular figure in the in the dressing room but it's a great story look a fellow from Crumlin representing his, uh, his country in the AFCON and you've got roots in Crumlin greener yeah, I mean, not surprised me. yeah Mother's from here, so yeah, touches close to the heart, but yeah, but going back to Pico, I know he'd be, um, I think he comes back in Friday, lad, so one that we look forward to because he's a big part of our team and I know there's interest for him and one that we want to see him stay here, so um, of course that's that's not down to me, that's down to the management and, and the player involved, but hopefully we see him back in a few days and hopefully he gets better. And we've Jack is back. Hashtag Jack is back. Looking forward to teaming up with him again and getting the end on the end of those long passes. Yeah, it's great. You're gonna have to get the time and bang on with this. <laughs> Jack, he's unbelievable. Honestly, he's um, <coughs> just saying to his off air that he's came back. He's different. Not that he's different. I think he's more mature. He looks fit. He hasn't. He hasn't played a lot of football, so that's only gonna benefit us at Shamrock Rovers because he's fresh. I said to you also, Jack's not gonna be our top of our runs, but one thing he's gonna be top of is on the ball. Consistently keeps it, maintains it, creates chances. Jack and win you a game in five minutes, lads. That's how good he is. Haven't seen a player like him in this league, and I don't think we will. And for us to get him back is unbelievable. And the competition for place is going to be great, and one that we'll all look forward to. I'm sure you don't envy Brads. You actually you say competition for places. I mean, Berkey, Jack, Mandrayu, Watts, Gary O'Neill. Like how did you tell? You can't play with you tell. I never forgot. Yeah, yeah, we've done. Zinedine McCann. <laughs> yeah. Um 
We've done 11 v 11, so our first week of pre-season, lads, I'll give you a little run through. We do a hill run, which is the most disgusting thing you'll ever do. <laughs> if you if you want to do it, actually ask the gaffer and Glenn do it for a charity thing. I will watch. We'll watch yeah, you do it. But, um, I don't it's, mind. A, it's the toughest thing that you'll do. It's not. Um, it's more mentally yeah. tough than physically, but um, it's horrendous. And then after that, we come in. Is this um, on a hill in around Tallet or is it in the road town? boy, Rackhill, right. area. And so them two scouting around hills looking yeah, for the I toughest think, one. I think Glenn found a walk and his dog on it. He couldn't make this up and he just said, yeah, I'll find That's a great spot to run the lads and um, it's, it's extremely tough. But our first week of pre-season then is all 11 v 11, which is brilliant because we actually don't do a lot of it in season. It's all tactical right. in terms of, so we've 11 players playing against 11 and as you said, the midfield it was looking at two of the midfields and I was like my god two of them were just keeping the ball for two or three minutes and then the other team would have it for two or three minutes yeah. it's, it's equally as good as, good as good excuse me good, good as each other but um, it's great to have because you wouldn't have had this scenario would you maybe three or four years ago and the likes that Jack leaves and we can get Jack back and the likes of Danny coming in Andy Lyons was after signing the players that we've got at our, at our disposal and I think definitely last year you've seen with the the players that the manager started with and then changed the game I think deserves a lot of credit because I think we scored the most late winning last minute goals and lads who came off the bench made a massive impact and we'll need that this year it's not about any individual in this team of course lads are going to get praised and maybe international call-ups that's no problem but we're all down to the group and that's drilled into us through the management and everybody seems to have really bought into that mentality. Like it seems that the the mental side of things is massive, massive in that group, and everybody has bought in. And I don't think they can get away with not buying into it as well. I take the likes of you, who we've heard is great in the dressing room. You won't give them a minute as regards to if they're not buying into it. Yeah, I think from when I first came in personally, Davy Mac and Joey, Finner does it, but Finner does it. Don't get me wrong, Finner is unbelievable. But he does it in his own way, which is brilliant. He leads by that, and. Um, of course, if he sees anyone, he'll nail them too. But people lead in their own way. And I think with Joey going, we can't replace him. But everyone, I, I don't even like that word when players leave. Like Jack last year, well, we're after signing Danny. And is Danny good enough? No one will ever replace Jack. No one will ever replace Danny or Twiggy or yeah. players, Alan Manis, when they leave. It's just about other people stepping up and fulfilling their potential within the team. And in terms of that, that only helps us. I'll go back to Joey's one. It's us as players to keep that leadership and them qualities and the standards that the management set day in day out and their standards high standards with training you can't train bad here at this club lads you can't go out on a Sunday and show up on a Monday thinking that you're going to be alright because you won't be especially no. in this group you'll be found out I've never seen the, does, the training is at it every day when the sessions are on people trying as hard as they can to get into the team because you look at the quality that's in the team and um it's it's great because, for, say for me now, me, Rory, Oidemo, unbelievable, unbelievable talent between the manager can rotate between anyone. The midfielders who you've mentioned, Graham also can be a striker also, should I say. The midfielders, I think there's seven or eight. So it's brilliant for us as players because it keeps us on top. But not if he starts with Rory, starts with Oidemo, me and Rory won't be sitting in the back going, oh, jeez, he's gone with him. It doesn't happen like that. We'd be wishing that player all the best and hopefully yeah. when I come off, I come on he's doing the same for me because if you have that in the dressing room we can't allow that to happen because that's when friction starts and it definitely will not creep into your dressing room like back to those 11 v 11s 
Is it the same team? I don't want to delve too much into the tactics, and but is it always the same team versus each other, or is it always mixed no, up? You chop mi- it up. He mixes it every every. So season. there's no, uh, no definitive team that always wins. No. Or is it high scoring or like? No, not high scoring. No, they're very tight. Yeah. and they're very competitive. It's kind of a bit like I'm sure you heard Leeds more than all. Little, yes, it's yes. a little bit so the gaffer will stand there and come in to help a few of the young lads or players who have just came in because I think um, players when they first come they kind of struggle with our system I think you might see that with a few players Sean to mentioned this the system is what it is and we've adapted that to be our system I, I think so when the manager first done it I think we done it against SK Brand and we were like what are we doing <laughs> and then we go on the end of the year and we win the FAI Cup and they're like Jesus remember I'm saying trust me with it lads trust me with it this will pay dividends and it did it got us an FAI Cup medal and it got us two league medals also and I, to be honest I think if we change it we'd be arguing with them now <laughs> um, but now they don't be high scoring they'd be very competitive everyone wants to win even though it's the first week of pre-season but um, one off day and you're out of the team like, that's, that's, that's possibly it that's isn't that a great thing to Steady. have as being as you as a Shamrock Rovers fan me as a Shamrock Rovers player to the quality that we have at our disposal don't get me wrong quality can get you so we have to still be as hard working we can't lose our hunger because if we do we know this team's chasing us trust me we've done it for years I've done it for years chasing Rovers when I wasn't here I've done it for years chasing Dundalk and Cork so I know what it's like the team who are just behind you are just as hungry so we've yeah, got to yeah, maintain yeah. them standards as I was saying and keep driving forward just on the rotation, I mean, when you're challenging on three fronts, everyone in the squad is going to get plenty of game time. Like Before I checked the figures, I actually thought you played a bit less than Rory, mm. but I think you were about 23, 24 league starts each. Mm. Uh, I remember people saying Dylan Watts didn't play much one year. I think he started 25 games. So I heard someone on the podcast last season say, Gary O'Neill doesn't play enough. He played nearly every week from yeah. June. So does this... Misconception that lads in the squad aren't playing, but they're getting played in game time with three competitions. Johnny McDonald, wasn't it? Johnny McDonald yeah, said he it? needs to leave to play more games. He's played 36 games, mate. That's, <laughs> just, that's just someone throwing a spanner in the works yeah. to, for us, isn't it? But I don't honestly think that if you weren't unhappy, if you were unhappy, you wouldn't mind. You'd say, go on. I'm not being rude. Like, we don't. We don't have that mentality in our team. Like, oh, well, Gaffer already started three and we played uh, four games. I'll start one. No. That's cool. I remember speaking to the gaffer before Florent Allen and he said to me, you've done nothing wrong. And I said, I know. I said, I'm fully behind Rory. He scored two goals in Albania, which gets us through. He was on fire at that stage. I'm not sitting in the dressing room months before the game, jeering everyone up to hopefully get us through this next round and hopefully come on 60-70 and get us... Uh, a good result to bring back the talent there's no one in that dressing room that thinks like that don't get me wrong players get taken off at half time they soak that's grand but Monday comes we train again because it might be it might be Aaron's week this week but next week it could be Dylan week Dylan Watts' week it doesn't that's the way this thing happened the way this team works um, to get that mentality instilled in that team and have that consistently every week it must be some serious upkeep there for the management to keep that there but to get everyone to buy into it the way he's have speak like it's it's an amazing achievement from everybody involved to have players sitting on the bench who could be on the bench three weeks in a row but they're actively happy and hoping that the team still does well because there's a lot of petty footballers out there do you know what I mean but the group itself is it's a brilliant group yeah do you know what the management staff they epitomise everything what we do on a day to day basis and they actually 
the manager won't come in and manage our dressing room in terms of training days. He doesn't come in. Doesn't he leaves us like? He he doesn't come in straight after half time and nail us. He can he very he gives us five minutes and we talk and then he comes in. He's very meticulous. He knows what way. Glenn, I can't speak highly enough of them. Like I go through them individually. Mac Jose, who for me is unbelievable goalkeeping coach. Tony Mac, the physio, all of them bring their own unique qualities and then I think we do that also as players but you have to buy into that if you want to be a footballer Yeah. I think young kids nowadays think like me, me, me it's not it's, for me it's all about the group it's all about winning you can't win by yourself can you so you need no. football is, we're very lucky mm. well I'm very lucky to play we could have you could have a bad day but you have two other ten other lads to get you out of the hole if you have a bad day or you know what I mean so we're very we have a very good squad but we need to keep, as I say, I know I'll probably say a lot through this podcast, but we need to keep that hunger, that desire, because as soon as you lose that, that's when the likes of managers get sacked, and we don't want that. That's when you kind of take your foot off the pedal, and you've definitely seen it here. Maybe it would have been in two thousand and eleven, and it kind of happens. It slowly happens, and if you if that slowly comes into your dressing room, you're fucked. Yeah. Excuse me, language, but that's that's the way it is, and we don't want that us as players and honestly the manager kind of allow, allows us to do that as as players and then he controls the controllables and how he manages the team and how he wants us to play I'd like to think so UCD first league game of the season you actually have a habit of scoring an opening day Aaron uh, Waterford away Bows away Pads at home so maybe already just... talking about Bows away with Philly McGuire <laughs> earlier on Joey with the Shearer celebration oh, brilliant, isn't it <laughs> <laughs> wow man hopefully keep that streak going but unfortunately like last year uh, if you do score there'll be no one there yeah. to celebrate in front of so how disappointing is that yeah it's it's bitterly disappointing because I think you see with the season tickets and go back to the last few games the crowds at the end like the crowds from when they were allowed back in have been amazing and Shamrock Rovers fans are the best I'm not just saying they're the best fans in the country let's be honest if how do you follow in their numbers how they follow us is incredible in European games um, and it's disappointing um, that they won't be there for the UCD game because I honestly think it will be a sellout um, will they be allowed in for the Pats President's Cup? Well, we were only talking mm. about this we were saying that we probably reverse it we wouldn't mind reversing the roles and having yeah. the league fixture with low fans in and yeah, just but have it behind closed doors for the President's Cup like they're making an example of us, I suppose, so it has to be the league game. I'd love to know who's on this disciplinary unit, though, as well, and who actually made the decision, because mm. there's all sides and all angles you can come from, but ultimately, the actions of two idiots mm. are going to take you, away you on the thousands of fans. Yeah, I was really in the sort of day, Waterford, yeah. Wardsworth, but then maybe him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was just... I don't know. It was very, it was a, very strange. Like, and, and the it's thing is, as well, I, I never recognised that fella. We were never up to him. I heard a lot of people say that, supposedly, as force game. I've never seen him before in my life. And, and that's the thing the mentality of Rovers fans, right? Bring flares, you bring smoke, fella, smoke bomb. No regular, like, Rovers fan that goes away and goes home and goes regularly would bring a fucking hand cannon like that. <laughs> Do you, don't, think you really, don't think you realise it. They wouldn't bring a shooter. Yeah, I thought this was a one yeah. <laughs> a one shooter and then it kept going off and we were just thinking is this thing ever going to end compared to the water for security I got patted down thoroughly even my tissues just like what's that really? tissues <laughs> fella walks in with a bazooka on, on you go son have you seen it so we came back out for half time and we got I'm so sorry we went back in remember I was like ref will you bring us in like what's he need to get shot in the head yeah, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the repeater so we go out 
Um, I think they're winning one nil, haven't we? Yeah, they're, excuse me, they're winning one nil. They we got come, a scabby goal. We yeah. come back out, and then it's half time. We go back in. Gaffer comes in, does his usual thing. We knew we weren't good enough. We came back out. <laughs> we do like quick feet with Darren lads and Dylan Watts before he gets like you know the way there's a little track. Yeah. Dylan Watts, we were all getting boo this and this. Some Waterford fan threw an egg and hit Dylan Watts. We heard this. Is this true? In the side of the head, lads. The best shot I've ever seen. And he's like split open. He's like, Greenheart, did you see that? Is the egg all over him? He's covered in Tony McCann. The physio's looking at him going like, what the fuck happened here, Dylan? He's got like yogurt dripping down the side of his ear, bleeding. And then I think I think Dylan set up two goals. Yeah, so then we were just slagging them down. Yeah, that's what we need so, to do, Dylan. When you're so not that was never addressed either. Like, what that's if that so had been like a snooker ball? It's, what's the, you know what I mean? The difference. What's could, the difference yeah. when Danny goes to play balls and they're all about bringing in refugees, but they're hammering his missus. Yeah, yeah. There and you go. Not only hammering his missus, Stewarts when we were coming off the pitch spitting at us throwing bottles at us mm. I seen a lady throw a bottle while she had a kid and I'm like <laughs> I think lady might my, be an overstatement yeah, and my son goes like it's the only game you won't go to lads his balls away and he absolutely he hates that he can't go but I'm looking going you winding me up personally it's Stewart's jacket on abuse must but I think they want to because Shamrock Rovers the stadium we'll always get uh, tarnished different yeah, to be yeah, honest so, yeah. as you said Gareth it's a very good point I never even thought of it I'm laughing and joking about it it was a funny scenario and I was different than a fire <laughs> I can only imagine him egg. saying to you greener and the egg all <laughs> the over yolk, the yolk is dripping but what is the difference if it was a snooker ball he'd be kill him not yeah. kill him him in the temple I could have yeah. killed him I actually didn't know I, we, we kind of brushed that off we knew there was something uh, a sandwich or something here or something like <laughs> you that you can't mention the night yeah. condiments but either way like it could have been like we said could have been a snoop ball could have been a brick could have been that ah, we, we don't win because they lost it up too that day I think so <laughs> um, whoever threw with the water shot water shot <laughs> <laughs> good old Dillo yeah so uh, behind closed doors games for you and the players most of 2020 and the fourth half of 2021 did the players have to generate their own atmosphere on the pitch and how did it affect you did you like was it a talking point in the dressing room where you, you sat down and you're like this is bollocks like, we're not enjoying this you no, know what I mean do you know what as footballers you don't get paid to think like that lads honestly I know the biggest that I felt personally and I didn't even say this to anyone but was coming out at half time and you know you need that little jeer uh, up when yeah. you're coming out and you, you, do your fa- you do your header yeah, when you jump out you have to do a header when you enter the pitch it's, it's, it's just uh, look, for me it's half time because you come out at the start of the game you're already adrenaline's kicking in but you're kind of your heart rate's dropping coming out uh, when you're coming in for half time and then you're going to and I think Correct me if I'm wrong, Carl. You might know, but we conceded a lot of goals just after half time in that co- in that 18 game season, was it? Like just like not, I think a few that we switched off mentally, and we still won oh, a lot of did. games. I think we did under stats for that somewhere. Yeah, well, we didn't concede many goals we in didn't general get, in that season. Between 45 and 60, I think yeah. we definitely did. I remember yeah. someone came out with stats about that. But in general, you. If you were at the games, you would have heard a lot of senior players talk because you can kind of get the info a lot clearer because when you've got so many Mad Rovers fans there and creating the atmosphere, which is unbelievable and what you need, it was good in a weird way, but terrible because of the atmosphere and you want to be playing. Biggest one that I feel disappointed for for Shamrock Rovers fans is the AC Milan game, yeah, personally, yeah. is yeah. something that you... There was just, I don't know, a few people, might, like press people got in, but in general, what that would have done for... 
the community, the area, the the showcase of talent that was on display. Never mind AC where they're talking about us now, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, so that was that was the biggest one to be honest. But um, especially if then we even go to the Aviva and we get beaten by Dundalk and they're just looking around even and they're going, My God, it's not the same buzz. You're going up to say two thousand and nineteen I go out. Imagine we had won the cup in front of nobody. Oh, I know. I would just it was weird, like it was so I think Dundalk like had to play Arsenal a few days later as well, didn't he? So it was We weird. were on a gaff and talent, remember? Were you? We were in uh, yeah, I It was absolutely baldic as well. I, I, just, I didn't fancy being in an empty stadium. Oh, it was so cold, lads. I'm not sure. What was it? It was like 10th of December. So it was very yeah. late. And, well, won a early. couple of hundred quid on peak over the any time as well, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, me and Aaron Mack went back to mine there. Partners were there and we were just devastated. Oh, we freaked. Because what an opportunity to get a double, but hopefully next time. Well, it was a good game, though. It was. It was a mental game of football. So we got back fans back in in the summer and it was done in phases, obviously. And even when we had one thousand in, it made a the, difference. Finn Harps game, wasn't it? The first Finn Harps was the first one. First I think we had one half thousand for the Albanian match. Yeah. So even that crowd, it yeah. makes a massive difference. It's, oh. It sounds like four or five thousand. No, it does. I think we scored late, didn't we? Um, Oidemo scored in the ninety yeah. minute, didn't he? And to keep us going, because they came with a game plan. And to be honest, it was completely different from when we went over there. A coach, a boy off my son's team and his father's, uh, they're from Albania and he said they'll be set up and they'll be very uh, defensive minded and won't uh, leave a lot of space open and he was spot on. Like, I couldn't believe that performance until it. Yeah. It's the most negative I've ever oh, seen anything. Yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. come out like and it's it's very hard lads because we if there's space in behind, me or Rory will go or Oidemo. If there's not, then we've got the players to create that. They just don't don't get me wrong, that they were very good at it, and it kind of played into their hands. The second leg with how they played and the players that we have at our disposal. But um, yeah, that I can remember. As I say, Oidemo scoring late and the the crowd being great. It was great for him. I think it was his fourth goal also, and he's a great young kid, a special talent. So he mentioned you about being a, a major role model for him. He called you like a big brother to him. Said that you uh, you're really bringing him on in the dressing room. Do you see that as a it's like the father figure role you could say and do you naturally pro- lean towards that or was it just Oidemo's uh, personality that drew you to him like? yeah, I, don't t- I think that's any young kid in general I don't try just because Oidemo's a striker probably that yeah. would when we're doing say uh, positional uh, patterns which the manager does when of course of me Rory and Oidemo would speak to him we've collected him for a few games and when we play away but I just think he's a I'd done it with Dean Williams, I'd like to think I'd done it with Brandt, I'd do it with every young kid that comes in, just help them, because even if I'm coming up against a young centre-half, I'm trying to teach them, like Joey used to do, teaching centre young centre-forwards also, you can kind of, if I'm playing against a centre-half, I can tell him if he's not using his arms, like you look at Pico, look at Lee, look at Sean Hart, or all yeah. the rest of you can't, so I just think I'd like to help kids, I've had it in my career also lads, when I've had senior players always try to help me, and you're just trying to give back to them, you know, yeah, and I think yeah. Oidemo, and a lot of the younger lads, as I mentioned, Dean Williams, want to. I know Dean's had to go on to draw it, but great young kid as well that want to learn and want to listen. There's a lot of kids that, personally, lads, they walk in with their wash bags and think they've made it, and it doesn't happen. Probably would have happened five years ago in their dressing room, but not now. It's a different. It's a different mentality. You come in, you train hard, and that's it. That's literally you. The wash bag mentality, uh, that is a thing, yeah, isn't it? Uh, you walk in with it and you're like, come on, mate. You've so you got that free with a bottle of perfume. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, <laughs> kids, young young boys now think they play five, ten games on the first team players. Do you know what I mean? And it's 
it's different now. Don't get me wrong. That's and I'll go back to that's the the social media type of it. But if, in terms of Idemo got his head screwed on, I think for me, if you're looking at players, you have to look at Gavin Bazuna how he goes about himself. I seen him. I think two weeks ago, out having lunch, <laughs> and it just comes over. Hello, how are you? Like unbelievable never changed yeah. he's going to play at the top top level and you hear we, his Irish teammates yeah, like saying what you're saying they're yeah, blown away by his uh, temperament and they're senior pros mm, they're 10 years yeah, unbelievable um, I think the Serbia game he got man in the match I was lucky to get we were pretty close when, and my son shouted hey Gavin he turned around alright Jack to me son and I'm like he yeah, never forget that I, but he'd never change in, t- in terms of that I remember Used to have to collect him for training. I think he was fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> like then you're going watching him for Ireland, and he's like a grown man. I'm like, what is going on with you? But never changed. Still, I think he's doing his educational stuff. Like he, t- I think he's play- training to be a personal trainer. So and this fella's at the top club in England. I know he's at Lone at Portsmouth, but that just shows it. His mentality will never change. And I think you could have told you that from the first day I seen him like people don't realise he kept Alan Manis out of the team for a long time and, and we go back to mentality I never heard Al go around saying well I'm an Northern Ireland international I've been here before won this one yeah, that yeah. way this kid playing not once he'd encourage him help him and I'm sure Alan and I was there a massive part of where Gavin Gavin was with the management staff also could have been a case of maybe Alan seeing what was in front of him as well saying this kid's going to be a a star yeah, you know I think mean? the first time I think I seen him when he was injured for Bray I was at Bray at the time and I watched him and I was like my god yeah even great with his feet as well I was like, looking at him he's tiny <laughs> I remember going in the dressing room and going boys his shots on him and now I'm like oh, no, what? He, <laughs> he couldn't even get a shot away I don't think but um, yeah he's, he's a great fella and he's going to have an unbelievable career isn't he so we talked about the atmosphere of some of these Rovers games when the fans came in but the Harps one where we won the title that sort of carnival atmosphere because there was a lot of things going on, wasn't it? We hadn't won the league in, in Tala before. So there years. was COVID last year where we couldn't, weren't able to celebrate together as fans and players. Was it was it all those things that just add another layer of emotion to it that was just really special? Yeah, definitely because a lot of people's family and friends weren't able to be there, as you said, uh, in 2020. And I think if you see the picture of the gaffer or the video of the gaffer with the champagne, I think up at uh, the where we have we should have the 19 now yeah, in the yeah. round there and you see them, the emotion because this is what we do we do it to create uh, memories for each other and our families and like it's great to do it but as I say it's all about making memories it, honestly lads it took me 40 minutes 45 minutes to get off the pitch my son was beside <laughs> me saying dad will you come on I was lucky to get in I, was like, I think I see a new guy and I'm like yeah. you can, you're never going to stop for a kid we're League of Ireland players we're not pampered and Premier League players were down to earth we're all good honest good walking family people I'd like to think and um, when you see the emotion like through everyone I missed the whole dressing room like I missed every bit of the dressing room I was lucky to get up onto where the gaffer was and I was just getting a hug and then you're looking at everyone I think I've seen Lee and Idemo my son's still there like just looking so Idemo shogging people yeah <laughs> that's what it's about the fans have been as you, you've just said that hasn't happened in so long and to see that like I didn't start in the game and when Danny scored I remember just looking on oh my god so when you walked out like when you oh, walked out and you saw the sand what the, does that feel like as you unbelievable unbelievable does, I remember seeing the thing it was like something out of FIFA you know when the strings come down the like, I was looking at it I was like how did he do it was it? probably the only time I was like fucking hell I should be starting here <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
It was unbelievable. And like, when the goal went in, the first goal went in. Danny scored smoke. after three hours. Yeah, there was a smoke bomb on the pitch. Was it Danny was given a picture, I think, of that goal when we were met the Meritale, I think, and the picture is unbelievable. Lads. The smoke in the background, everyone celebrating him with him, and there's like a few of the subs of us, uh, subs are running on, and it's just that's what it means. Danny scoring. But it's not only about the 11 that are there, you can see everyone, the gaffer and all, jumping and then everyone else coming across. And that's for that picture that we've seen, that's us in a nutshell. Like. That was my first time back in the in the sales stand. The whole car when I was in the West really? End. So I moved oh, over to the sales. And then I see all this. mere paupers now. All this man, so I'm like, ah, oh, bollocks. Which I was watching this from the West End again. But. Uh, Gary gave you a big sloppy kiss as well that night. Yeah, you remember that? No tongue, to be honest. COVID, the no amount, tongue. The amount of people that we came across. I think there was that stage. It took me so long. All of our family were over where the media would be, this, uh, West End, and mm. it took me so long to get over and then come back. But that's see them bits. They'll stay with me forever. Like honestly, my son was like, my son probably in a different sense. He won't say that, but um, amazing. Everyone stopping. I must have got asked about. 300 times can I have your jersey I was like I'm not going to walk across the pitch here in the nipple yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was brilliant though um, that's what it's about it's, as you say the fans are being I wouldn't, it's amazing for us to give back to the fans considering with Covid it's been a very very hard time for everyone in their own aspects and um, to see Tala like that was amazing and what a way to end it and especially then we were amazing then to get trotted it last game at home again with another unbelievable crowd so great for the fans to give back to them because as I said earlier to the one that would have been amazing would have been AC but I think them two games are brilliant for Shamrock Rovers fans I just think every kid now that I see and a lot of parents say to me oh do you love it I was like did you realise they can't run on now every game like we play we play our third game whoever we have I think we play UCD Derry I'm not too sure who we have third kids are just going to probably run on the pitch like every game we get to go on don't tell Mark Lynch (laughs) So um, we talk about a few weeks later we're lifting the trophy and Joey's well, before farewell. that the the release that the players get when the the final whistle goes uh, just for you guys personally like all the hard work has paid off and the final whistle goes what does that feel like when you just let go I think the year before I was in my house when Finn Harps beat Bowles would it have been I think Finn Harps beat Bowles on the the first year oh they did us a favour yeah, didn't they and we were all at home I think it was a Friday or a Saturday so that was a little bit subdued my wife went and got me a bottle of champagne all the lads we were all on FaceTime I think to each other so that was a bit of crack it's no way to celebrate though is it's it it's terrible it's terrible but here to, it's not bad for us to get back winning league trophies but uh, as you just said the release was unbelievable I think it's another thing it's just weird to experience it because you're there with your loved ones your family your friends you know everyone who's there people who aren't are looking down on you and that's as I said earlier that's what you're doing it is to create memories and to deal with special people in terms of who you play with who look after us in terms of the management staff people behind the scenes who people don't even know about um, that this is what we do it for and it's just for everyone their families people connected with the club through a long hard time of what 18, 19 months probably even longer with Covid to come full circle to have full crowds for Finn Harps and then draw it was an incredible amazing feeling One, very hard to explain to be honest just probably joy and relief because you work so hard people don't realise we come back early December and 
probably even boys even before that you have to look after yourself as I said also so you don't really get you get time off but you're still constantly thinking who's behind you yeah. that's what I'm thinking when I'm training I'm 32 now I'm coming back into pre-season I've got to be up at the top so if I'm not who's the gaffer looking at I'm not saying this because I'm on a Rovers podcast I'm telling you in general <laughs> I'm just that's the way I am mentally and how I have to be I have to come back and be better than X, Y and Z because if I'm not he's probably looking going well so that's 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 the mentality that we and have. And another thing have. as well, you have to like some white looking at you. No, I, acting like that no, as well. Exactly. And I you know what I mean? They're saying, well, look at his attitude. Yeah, yeah. He's constantly I think on you it. You have to be. If you, if you don't, and you don't have that, you won't be. You won't be at this club. And that's that's the way it is. And that's the way it has to be. Till as long as the gaffer's in charge, and he will do it, and he's done it unbelievable. He's everything is paying dividends now. It didn't at the start, but that's the way this mentality is in this club. And the joy when you win it is incredible as I say to share it with so many special people and people who sacrifice so much throughout uh, throughout the season is amazing so a few weeks later when we were lifting the trophy and we had a farewell for Joey and will he be missed and did he raise the standards when he came in <laughs> we we love Joey we think he's great crack and he's been really good with us so did did he raise the standards and obviously he will be missed yeah definitely Joey be as I say you won't replace Joey it's about other people stepping up to the yeah. stepping up to the mark you can't replace people I personally I don't like that saying so I'll, Joey the career he had the, everything everything he brought to this club the standards I remember being in the gym session one time I think it was only in the door we were in Darren's and I think he just screamed around the Brandon cabinet what are you doing I think he was I think he was on his phone I he was down and I was like Jesus hurry we're bleeding we'll start doing some bicep curls yeah yeah surely no. there's, there's a real like no phones I know he mightn't have been on his he might, uh, sorry he wouldn't have been on his phone but he might have been chatting or something yeah. like Davey Mac very similar two of them just that I think football and very lucky when I came up and you speak of younger players that half that older generation when I started and probably Finner definitely also because Finner's mad old isn't he so <laughs> <laughs> how can you you can't replace him he's a leader lads I've seen him I've seen him not trying two weeks before playing games and just one thing for me is if you watch Joey's game Joey is not quick I've never seen Joey get done on pace if you ever see Joey slide tackle he's got done that's Joey in a nutshell mm. when I've, I, was, I was coming back from a foot injury last year and I was doing Tony McCarthy the physio was doing stuff with us and I beat Joey once and scored and I went to Dion McKenny just nailed me but not in an arsehole way he's like he's just letting me know he's there and that's the way Joey is if you look at him scan Michael Duffy probably one of the best wingers in this league of seeing kept him quiet never, many do, time. never does him on pace never so does little step back the little here, positional you play, sense you don't play at the level that Joey played at um, and that's and as I say that's up for a lot of the myself Finner Lee Al anyone who brings their own individual quality to wear dressing room to maintain them standards this isn't just oh, Joey's gone so we'll sweep under the carpet and we'll all toss it off now it doesn't happen and to be honest he said that he said that to me personally I'm sure he said it to other lads and uh, I've got nothing but respect for him he's unbelievable I'm sure he'll be an unbelievable coach hopefully not against us and as I say you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him back in Tallah Stadium managing our coaching definitely yeah um, so there was more challenges ahead to retain the title we lost two big players with Jack and Mac um, and of course it was 36 games this time as yeah. opposed to 18 so just tell Pat Hobbin that <laughs> we'll, we'll know, yeah. I'm guessing he's not a popular figure in within within the league <laughs> but so. obviously 36 games is different in that you want to be you know in contention sort of midway through the season and then after Europe we tend to sort of kick off don't we so yeah. 
is there sort of little targets as to when we want to peak and then really explode mm. and stuff like I that? I think over the last two years, we've started really well. Last year, and we always get stronger in summer. I don't know what it is with the training that the staff do, but I think we always hit a second gear for some reason. I think always, and if you look at any top team in the world, in any country, they always have two or three games where they're not at it. And that is the kick up the arse that you need as players. Post-Europe were always very good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the 18 game season, I think we drew drew against Finn Arps, drew away to Pats and drew three on the bounce and we had a meeting. But it was the architect of our own downfall. It was because people were coming out and giving us the respect that we deserved when the usually teams matched up against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teams match up against us. Well, that's brilliant for us. So teams, even next year, it's going to be more difficult. To, as we spoke about the players at our disposal, it's going to be a serious headache for the manager, but one that he'll want to have. But I honestly remember we sat down and we actually didn't do anything wrong. We were either like a split second behind a pass, didn't make enough passes to create the opportunity. And we literally went in and watched 45 minutes of the Pats game. I think it was nil all. And we're like, we're actually not doing that wrong. Even yeah. like, remember Finner saying it. I think they came, they were ultra defensive, yeah. right? They they just shut up shop yeah, a couple of times yeah. in those games you're talking yeah. about. I think it they was drew, everybody just shut up shop. It was, a, it was a game in Inchy Core. And I think the man sent off as well. Yeah. yeah, and it was just one of them. And that was something that we needed, that we actually aren't doing that wrong. But as I say, every top team in the world of football, very seldomly does it happen that these, they do an Arsenal and Invincible. I know we've done it in that season, but we drew three. We were having like that's how that's how switched on their staff are. We drew three games, and it was it wasn't a crisis meeting, but it was like what 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 can we do to get better? Yeah. So our training kind of changed from that moment, and I think we went and won like Carl. You're able to tell me, but I'm sure we won like we games had, games then, and we were winning like three and four. Yeah, we had good a few. Yeah, so if it's six one, yeah, so there's something. And the Waterford game, we were actually, I, I actually, I remember that game, the 6-1, because I scored the fourth goal, and I remember I scored maybe between the 30 and the 40 a minute, and we were starting to get itchy with ourselves, and we're like, calm down, this is part of the process. You set up Gaffo with a little uh, cross ball, did you set up Gaffo on that one? Um, first time pass on the left was that who the Warford was at home no at home I'm yeah. thinking, remember the one you set up I'm thinking of the one out when you set up Gaffo out there oh that was last year yeah yeah. but uh, I remember we we were kind of at ourselves a little bit but that's part of the process that's part of dealing with the respect that teams are giving us you have to take that before they weren't giving it to us so when it's they're giving it to you no problem be calm trust the process of what we're doing one thing I'll always take love that saying trust the process Gary yeah. that one yeah um, no, but it is. It doesn't matter if we score in the fourth minute, and I'm sure as every Shamrock Rovers fan knows last year, the last minute. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, if we win a game. Reading our script here. No, if, it, it doesn't. And I'm not I'm not saying it for the sake of it. If we score, Joey used to always say this, and a lot of the defenders, Pigo, Lee, we don't concede, we'll win the game. Trust yeah. what we have up the other end. If we don't concede, we'll win the game. And that's drilled into us. We don't concede sloppy goals don't give away anything small margin small detail don't give away that we trust what we've got up the other end and hopefully we score or a centre half pops up whatever the case may be so just trust what we do and never come away from it because if you do come away from it you very rarely see us 90 a minute bang manager and nearly on the sideline that is discipline isn't it 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 doesn't change and honestly it's not like years ago oh well it's cool that that point I remember we were disappointed against Pats when we scored 90 a minute 
Glenn comes in, that could be the point that wins you the league. That's the mentality of it. You're disappointed. Yeah, we could have got three. We could have lost three. Pat scored late. I think it was an on goal off. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back. That was one of the first, first game of the season, yeah. wasn't it? So, Glenn, first game. That could be the point that wins you the league. And then, geez, you're right. So, of course, you'd be disappointed in, in some scenarios when you draw or lose. More so, of course, when you lose. But um, just trust what we do and never come away from it. Like those late goals, right? After like the what the fourth Longford late goal, like <laughs> where you still just think of yourselves, right? How did, did was there any doubt in your minds over how he's were playing? And obviously you trusted the process, like we said. But when the goals, when those late goals kept going in, surely you must have had a laugh at one stage in the, in the dressing room. Thought here, this is fucking. I, mental. I think, I think the, to be honest with you, personally, I think the most important late goal we got was Rory's one just before the break. Because Sligo played Finn Harps and it's brilliant with the League of Ireland stream that you can watch it. Mm. And Tunde probably should have had a hat trick. Sligo won the game and they were going, so they were already probably on their planes away. Mm. Or I'm not too sure if they were able to go away, whatever. But we played in the Saturday away to Longford and it was it was 20 degrees and we were. That's like, extra late that goal, yeah. isn't it? But that for me, that was a massive, important, massively important goal because we. Let's Sligo know that we're still there yeah. because if we drew that game they would have said right there we've got maybe a four point margin now and mm. I think we they went into the break a point ahead of us which was something that we didn't think would happen but football, this is football this league nothing gets on the team in this league lads and it's the hardest working league honestly because you have people who are plumbers painters any walk of life in terms of their job and they still go out and they play and they don't give you a second on, on the ball. Everyone at Longford wants to play against Shamrock Rovers and Tallah Stadium or mm. down in Longford because they want to play against the best. I've been there, I've been against Rovers. Everyone ups their game against them. Trust me, everyone wants to beat them. I've been there. I see it. It's bring the biggest crowd. It's the hardest place to play also because of demands on players. But that's something as, as a player you have to adapt it and uh, just nurture within yourself because they're the standards, aren't they? So, um, but for me, Rory's goal just before the break, the... The last minute one. I think there was a picture of it. He looked like. Uh, did you ever see uh, me and myself and I Raymond? <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he looks he, he look so dehydrated, but um, it was brilliant though. Because um, as you say, I think just after the break, then we kicked on again. So there was another big one uh, against Sligo. Funny enough, uh, at home though, we just had a bit of a wobble. We lost. Uh, went out of Europe, lost to uh, Finn Harps, and we beat them two 0 so that was kind of a big win. Mm-hmm. I remember you were interviewed afterwards. I was always looking forward to interviewing, interviewing you that season. And that was the one game I missed with COVID. <laughs> really? It was typical. And uh, McDerrah filled in for me. And uh, you came out afterwards and you, you referenced Sligo beating us in Tata in May, mm-hmm. saying that they were celebrating as if they'd won it. And you guys remembered that. Yeah. And you used that as uh, motivation. So to senior players like yourself, do you often use things like that to give yourselves an edge to kind of motivate yourself um, I think if people the one thing about that I can remember I think we got beaten we, the strange thing we got beaten by Dundalk a few days earlier up in Oriel and we were honestly I thought we were brilliant I think we got beaten 2-1 and three days later we played Sligo and we were horrendous we were re- probably our that was definitely our worst performance of that season and probably for the last two years should I say and I can just remember them when we're coming in, like, and I'm like, these winding me up. Do these think this is over? Like, I remember saying to Finner also, I'm going, that's grand, let them enjoy their moment. 
because one thing we didn't want last year was someone coming to tell it and beating us twice, turning us over. It doesn't happen. It can't like you can have a day and this manager always says if we go out and everyone gives it their all and it doesn't happen on that day and we've done everything possible, yeah, yeah. no problem. I'll take that. But if we don't go out and play to our maximum and we allow teams like that Sligo game, we didn't play well. We had a few injuries, few lads were playing at Knox, but we didn't do ourselves any justice yeah, and we yeah, let yeah, yeah. not being not being real when I say this, they were nowhere near on our level. They deserved to win the game on the day, but we were very, very poor. And something that sticks in my mind and I'm sure a few of the players' minds was how they how they acted after it. Um obnoxious like Yeah, a bit like like <clears throat> there's a long way to go in the season. I don't even think it was halfway there, but something that um something that stood long in my mind and I, I'm sure a few other players' minds but as you say players speak about us in the media all the time you'll never hear us speak about other teams because I know the dedication that goes into playing this game and the managers will go on the gaffer how much he puts into it so if every other manager is doing it you've got to give them the respect that they deserve so sometimes the manager can have something to say on a Thursday that will just motivate you mm. Nine times out of ten, to be honest, he gives some of your stats as well, Carl, and you're like, well, we can reach this amount of points that hasn't been done in a certain amount of time, and that's like Grant. Like the season we've won the league, but we can be the only Rovers team in a certain amount of time to get this amount of points or win, win the most amount of home games in the league campaign. So, yeah, to get a royalty system in here, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Charging, yeah. Green yeah. as our ball now. Whenever yeah. he says it, we get a few. Quid. No, it is though, and that's um, that's us as players. We take that and uh, use it as our ammunition. Probably the bit, the best one for me was we didn't I had and um, I think Rovers we didn't do so well against Bowles and James Talbot came out and he played a clip we were just about to mention this yeah and um, oh jeez lads I felt like I was going out to war <laughs> Borky scored a header and the ball came out and I just you know just punched it back in and towards him like, and I'm like you don't. Was it the, the semi? Is it no, no. The, we went on then. We got them in the semis a few weeks later. Right. But that was in the game. Uh, Borkies. Was that the 1 0 at home? 1 0 at home. Borkies played it off the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that little things like James saying, oh, well, none of them are getting our team. Killed. Brilliant ammo for us. Like, every time I'm playing them. That's you said we'd no heart. No heart, yeah. Like, you don't do it. Not in, this, not in this league. It doesn't happen. You don't get given anything in this league. We found that out. That was the saying was used to us after Finn Harps. And as you rightly said, then we went and won Sligo. So that was our ammunition from ourselves, not doing ourselves justice against Finn Harps. I personally got done on the goal. I got done inside. I was playing left wing back. But still, I know we shouldn't have got done on the inside. And then we were able to right our wrongs against a team who were, as Gar said, very obnoxious and how he went about it. Win, lose or draw for me on a Friday night. I'll look in your hand. I'll, sh- I'll look in your eyes, excuse me, and shake your hand. That's what I'll do. No problem. Pat you on the back. But next, if you beat me next time, I'll get, I'll get you. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, that's the mentality I think that a lot of us have in the team. I wouldn't be obnoxious and rubbing it in your face. And yeah, yeah, yeah. be an absolute prick, excuse me, language, and go in the media. Unless, I remember Penno went there. What do you call them? Weetabix? No. Or like, hands. Butter hands. <laughs> Weetabix wrists. Aussie <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nike calls them custard arms. Custard <laughs> arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Biscuit he, he fingers. Gives it, he gives it to us, doesn't he, for... I don't know why, to be Biggest honest. bottle job ever was the cup, cup <laughs> semi for him. He, honestly, was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, he bottled it. He bottled it. He, did, he didn't play, am I right? No, he did play, didn't he? Yeah, against did he the semi-finals. Yeah, oh, no, massive bottle job. Ma- oh, no, who am I thinking of? Thinking to be honest now, if I'm a keeper and you've got mad... 
That was different fans, though. Excuse me, behind the goal. That was different. It was never, I've never seen anyone ever. No. There was like <laughs> investigative details. You was got us that. I know it wasn't a corner. Blah blah blah, and then Jack whips it and Borky scores near posted. Um, excuse me, near posted, and then Borky scores and runs. 18 yard line around the jolly I'm like where are you going here <laughs> you need to take you need to put the handbrake on here and get in the car we're, getting, we're, we're, get, we're gonna get done here another egg yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's been the that going back to what you said that's been air ammunition if people pahoban no problem next year where are we is yeah but, exactly but, yeah. I would never do that if a team won the league personally and if I would I'd like to think one the lads in the dressing room would turn around and say here Pipe down a bit. That's yeah, not how yeah, we, yeah. That's yeah. Not how we Put you in your things. place. Yeah, because they've been they've been the benchmark. That's the reason why we are where we are. It's because of the stand. Like they set standards in the league, and we still have some way to go because we want to achieve this as players in terms of European. We're not done winning leagues, winning cups. We want to do. We want to do all that, and hopefully do well in Europe. As Europe's well. motivation now as well. hundred percent, one hundred percent, lads. It's it's a thing that I feel that we're not. Um, we're not there yet I mean in terms of progressing but we're not too far away also you know it's one that we felt that got away last year 100% so that's your motivation all the time is do well in the league do well in the cup and do even better in Europe each year it's quite funny that in, in Bradzer's early seasons he got accused of uh, writing the opposition team talks I know he, he said it's their cup final yeah. a few times sometimes he come out with fairly innocuous mm. comments that and other fans would jump on that but compare that to some of the mad stuff other teams have come out with, yeah. like Talbot, Ligo celebrating, the way they talk about us constantly. Often they've shot themselves in the foot mm. and they seem to have roiled up you guys. Yeah, that's I think I said it in that interview. I said, keep down the players because the manager doesn't need to do his team talk. Mm. He really <laughs> doesn't. Um, as I say, you win, lose, or draw, I'll, st- I'll still um, shake your hand and look you in the eye because that's there's no egos in this, this league. Honestly, lads, there's no egos in their dressing room. Boys who are more talented than others. That's no problem. Yeah. They all work as hard as each other, and that's the end goal is to win things, win cups, to do well in Europe. And if, as I say, if they want to do that, they're um, they're allowing the manager to not even say much because that's our ammunition. But the corner flag as well. So is your young lady? Yeah, I um, my wife was away on a hem party. And I was having having pre-match with two of them. My daughter, my dad, w- would usually go, and I said, "Dad, oh, no, not this. This is the biggest game in Rovers." It was so big. Yeah, I, we, I've never been as nervous about anything in all my life because we hadn't been playing well against them. Yeah. Now I know we beat the Hoodoo before. Yeah. We beat them one 0 Tala, but we didn't play well, and I was just shit myself. And I was thinking to myself, "How are we going to beat these? Nothing we have done in the last yeah. couple of games has worked." Tactically, it hasn't worked, and then we pulled it out of the bag. And even before the atmosphere, everything, it was just insane. The atmosphere was incredible. Even before when we went to come out, do you know what I love, lads? When we played Pats last year, and they didn't allow a season ticket, they didn't allow Rovers in. I loved it. You're going into the, you're going to a cauldron. Not no one wants you yeah. to in. So it's more motivation for you. hundred percent. There's no one there. Don't get me wrong. I'm going away from the semi final. I'll get back to that. But see when there's no one there. No one there wants you to win. Like I remember, mm. we scored late. I thought that was an own goal. A header, an yeah, own goal own, from a set piece. Nineties tour or four minute. We were all in the provinces. Yeah, yeah, but there was like, don't get, don't ask me how, but there was like fifty people there. Yeah. Right, right yeah. over here, dugout. 
Oh, he came on late. I actually should have, should have scored, but we scored late. And I'm like looking on. I'm like, yes, everyone. <laughs> there's like four thousand people here. No one wants us to win. <laughs> Everyone's against us. But the semi-final and just the occasion, and that's another one for air ammunition as players, and how the staff put it to us is that they didn't Rovers, excuse me, didn't win the cup in twenty-five years. Am I right? Was it longer? Uh, thirty-two. Excuse me, thirty-two. And we had to embrace that hadn't been done in so long like it's crazy when you think about 32 years a, a historic club like Shamrock Rovers I think other teams cup specialists like and no, no 30 the most, years like. the most <laughs> uh, league, league titles and for us as players you had to embrace that and you I think other managers did shy away from it before Bradzer really yeah Bradzer did embrace it he said oh, that before 100% I remember I think I read a McDarrah article on the extra time and I remember just going my god 32 years like and I was like, this this isn't right. I'm, and was an, another thing. Sorry, I'm getting away from it. But we went. I went to. Uh, I think it was it wasn't a player of the year, but it was like the start of the season, and I got asked to do it. And me and Stephen Mack went with someone else, and I was a me. It was Stephen Kenny was speaking. Just I think he was being. Um, he was still 21's manager, but he was being announced. I think he wasn't not announced, but he was going to be the successor to mm. Mick McCarthy. And every goal they showed up on the the camera that were what we were at and there was managers players from every team every goal was against Rovers I remember this Brother, and I Brother, was like, remember this I was like yeah. I remember turning to Mac like and saying why is every goal like crappy goals Rovers don't get a screamer against Rovers everything and I was like and not one player was nominated for player whatever manager and I'm like this club going back to the cup why why not? And us as players, I think we had to had to embrace that. Not shy away from it. If you shy away from me, you get beaten. And I think on that day, every player did. Everyone from players who started, players who didn't, everyone were just pulling in the right direction. And it's all about timing. Just on that night, of course, it was theirs, but it was perfect timing. We finished the season really strong. We ended up winning that game. And it was a really enjoyable game tactically as well because he did switch it up. To league race is probably best James, best game in a row. Yeah, I think Gary Gary was excellent as well. I think Gary got man in the match. I remember him every time. Is that they're, they're hard, it's a hard place to play, lads. I'm not going to lie, but there was we were we knew we couldn't come out there, come out there, get beaten. Like, we got the bus over and all. I was like, "What are we don't get the bus? Do you drive there, man? We live, <laughs> yeah. live in Tallaght. Like it's only 25 <laughs> minutes. It's uh, not that far. It's amazing the atmosphere after it because they're see you know their season's done like they had nothing else to play for and we're all pulling in the one direction to win the FAA Cup mm. do you know what I mean as you say Carl 32 years mm. and to go do it the corner flag sorry my son was devastated with me lads crying crying opposite me as far as I'm away from you as now and he's like dad please let me go with granddad I'm like son you can't like this is this is a big game and I, there's going to be things said that I don't want you to hear you can you're grand in the south stand every Friday I don't mind that because <laughs> half it's probably at me and anyway <laughs> but um, yes and he just said to me do me a favour will you do what Keith Ward done and I was like jeez oh, really bud and he's like yeah do oh, it I know that's it. in his brain isn't it that's, that's <laughs> yeah. class yeah so that was um, I think I got taken off about eight, 80 something I think the game I think Danny got sent off I think we made it 2-0 Danny got sent off and then the game it's the f- do you know what it was the most enjoyable 10 minutes I've ever had in the pitch because you knew they were never getting back into the game and of course we are a possession based team and we kept the ball for 10 minutes and it was like I remember Rovers fans yay yay, yay, yay. <laughs> what goes round comes round who it? set up the who set up your goal was it Mike Finner 
thinner. You squared it from the yeah, from the right. Squared it, yeah. yeah. But um, no, was I'm it, thinking it, of the goal, the one 0 in the rain soap one, wasn't it? Man, yeah, took, took, took a shot, yeah. touching a shot, and then buried it. You're you're obviously aware of it, like how iconic that is now. You with the corner flag. There's yeah. even tattoos of it. Oh, yeah. you seen that? Did yeah. you see Chili Dog's tattoo? Me sisters. Have you heard about his rap career? No. Yeah, he's a full on rapper now. Check it out. <laughs> my little, uh, sorry, my sis, my wife's youngest sister, her her boyfriend was out on Friday and he was in. Oh my god, he was out in Tala, but he was in the Chinese then. He sent me a video of him. He just said, "Do you support Rovers?" And he's like, "Yeah." So here's our favourite player, he goes Arden Green and like he's godfather, David is uh, the man's name, he's godfather to my youngest Arbor and he goes, Yeah, Arden Green, he goes, Yeah, look at this whipped out his tattoo. <laughs> and um, How does that feel? And David David then sent me the video, I was like, Ah, oh, he's a legend. Then he goes, Yeah, you see you own a jersey. Oh yeah. <laughs> I keep yeah. saying so I, I have to give that, it to yeah. him. So if he's Oh we haven't got he hasn't gotten it yet? No, I have to give him a so I'm sure if he listens he's not getting this. Uh, <laughs> he's the um, make sure if he is can get me his number because I'll definitely give him a jersey. I've uh, a spare FEI the FEI Cup 2019 jersey that I'd love to give to him but um, yeah it's here I didn't do it for people have said oh you've done it because previous no chance I've done it for my son asked me to do it and it was a spare of the moment thing I remember when I'd done it and Lee Gray slapped me in the back and I was like my god Lee you're so <laughs> whacked me <laughs> But um, yeah, it was a brilliant day. In fairness, and as I say, one that we. So what's it like when you actually just want to go back to this? What's what, what's it like when you score against balls out there and you go towards the, the Jody? Because you yeah. you like to boil a bit of piss. Yeah, You've done it with Sligo, the chips, and like, is there anything you do in particular? You don't focus on anyone in particular. No. You're just giving it the large no. one to the fans, like is it? No, for me, the way we play, I have to get myself going, lads. In some way, other lads are different. Probably me and Pico definitely are the same like when we do 11 v 11s against each other two of us are whacking whacking each other <laughs> yeah. he's an animal and <laughs> we ha- I have to do it to get myself I can't play nice it's not it's like I'm sitting here I'm not a bad fella I'm just so you have an agreement with him like if I'm on one team you're on a team yeah, we, just, we, like, we have, you have to switch yourself on in the game and uh, I can't play like that I've got to I've got to play when the game's kicked off I have to hit like if I'm playing against Ligo say John Man, I've got to hit him and then he's like I'm going to kill him perfect I'm switching on I'm ready to go right. boys have other things that they probably do I've played with lads they, they tie their laces 10 times that's my way of getting myself going but the one I actually I enjoyed the opening day in 2020 when the the lashing like, rain the, we're on the way over and supposedly the game was getting called off and we were driving over from, sorry we got the bus again I was like why are we getting a bus <laughs> but, uh, so we're on the way keep that this, tradition this, this, going no, I know. and the, the sun is splitting the sky lads and then we get a text a few of the lads on social media say the game's getting pulled on telly and all we go out and play the first 20 minutes and it's mm. unbelievable weather and then out of nowhere some storm hits <laughs> oh, like see them jerseys Mal had to throw everything out like, the what? socks and shit my, my feet were green I had a pair of green eyelids on and my feet were green for about 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get the green off it. But um, when you go back to the goal, Aaron, I think Aaron shot and I tapped it in and I ran to the Jody and the, where we get pelters, like when we come in, you know where yeah. you are? And I was like, yes, yeah, we've got you now. And, and <laughs> fella was throwing bottles of coke at us. I think a few of us had taken a sub through. There was a bit of vodka <laughs> in it and all there was. But um, uh. was great. My dad and Jimmy, of course, they would have been like, they got soaked. They were in town all day. I think my dad done me to score and win 1-0. I actually had to go in and collect them from town at like 11 o'clock they, they were locked absolutely they were in they were in Darky Kelly's and all and they were they ended up meeting Bowles fans and they were giving it all Jimmy and me da so bit of crack but 
yeah, they're they're good games and you you enjoy them when you win. You don't. Enjoy There's nothing better though. Really, does set up your weekend because you know when the derby's coming up starts on a Monday. So you you finish off the game and you're thinking about it the week before. So let's say the game is on a, on the Friday. You're playing on the Friday. Let's say that result is done and dusted. We're thinking about the derby on the Saturday. Mm. Fans are thinking about the derby. Then it's the Monday. It's like right, okay, let's start try and boil a bit of piss here. And we'll we'll build up a bit of a, an atmosphere and then it's just. It takes over your whole week. It takes over your whole week and then lead up to it. And nothing better to set your weekend off than a bowl win on a Friday. Like. And it conversely, really it fucking ruins your weekend yeah. if we lose. Do you know what? Day. When I first came, we played, we, were, we weren't we were using the system that we were using now. And I played right wing and had a nightmare. Nightmare. And we got beaten 1 0. And I've never seen so many people crazy. Like, and the passion. But you could see how much I meant to them. And then flipping back to what James said that was all the ammunition that we needed to turn everyone because people were unhappy about how the things were going the manager blah 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 that was all motivation also for us as well to go as I said if things don't go well it all comes down to falls on the manager which is wrong it's players personally it is but I see and we came out for the kill down and I'm looking over the far side and people were trying to climb the fence with all those fans <laughs> and I was like my god like that's when you kind of switch and go that's what it means to people. Don't get me wrong, the people who are doing it possibly definitely shouldn't have been doing it. But flip forward. The fact that those emotions bring them yeah, to the climb offence. Yeah, but you are giving a different perspective in your way. Us as players, we've got feelings as well. We're going in and getting absolutely hammering each other first and foremost and then the manager comes in. But I'd never forget, I came, came out, even Dylan Watts were like, what the fuck? Like, there was a kid, there was barriers and all and they were trying to, I was like, my God, we're going to get bleeding back to <laughs> But it just shows the passion and what it means to people I've heard people say, "Ah, oh, well, like, I've, trust me, I've played, I've played, say, for instance, for Sligo, and every, all they have down there is their Saturday and their football, so I know what it means, and people yeah. turn around and say, ah, oh, well, Rovers, it's Dublin, this, that, that's the complete opposite, in terms of what it means to people, when you win the FAOE Cup and you're going around, and people are hugging you and kissing you like you're the Pope, I'm like, what's <laughs> going on here, we just have to win the Cup, like, I know it's been 32 years, <laughs> But when you see the emotion and you so say around your weekend, exact's no different for us. Like we don't, we're not going out there to do that. Like of course we're going out to do the best of our ability, uh, our ability, and hopefully implement the game plan, which is right on the day to win the game. But say one that you you enjoy if you win, and definitely you don't enjoy if you lose. I love how you're talking about you scoring the winning goal uh, in Danny Mount. Like you're making a conscious decision to to celebrate for the the Bowes fans. The most I would say conscious. Well, Let's yeah, not put him in the deep end here. But okay. he just happened. To, he's like Borky. He just happened to go that direction. He was in the yeah. vicinity. There was a slight wind. Yeah. Last out. season, Danny Mandrayu, no away fans allowed in the ground. He doesn't leave the pitch, right. and he celebrates. He's nowhere to go except yeah. celebrating for the Bose fans, and he gets booked. It's like it beggars belief. Yeah. Like their reaction got booked, which is like, how can you control the reaction of a crowd? You're on the pitch celebrating. I think Liam Bort done the same, didn't he? he slid the knee slid into the corner. There's no, he's not doing that now of his control. Probably because Danny used to play there, and yeah, that's for me is when it comes down to referee ref. Don't ref the occasion because it's rovers and balls and Danny scored against. Don't ref the occasion like that. Do you know what I mean? Just take that. It does. I got sent off in a game and I didn't even touch Wardy and I got my red card to send it. Like I watched it back. Me and Stephen Mack and Noel went. To whatever to meet the referees, the appeal process, and we watch it in slow mo. It looks horrendous, live, 
And then I, I can't tackle bad. Trust me, if I tackle bad, I'll get sent off. Never, never read that time. Yeah, but it's, that's what I mean. Pete, and I didn't even actually get sent off by the ref. The fourth official sent me off. So in terms, Harvey, of, wasn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. So in terms of that, don't ref the occasion. And, and as players, don't play the occasion. Play the game. Because yeah, if you yeah, get caught yeah. up in that, you can use it. You can take a little bit. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But don't get fully wound up in that moment. Because if you do, the game's gone. If you get caught up in that, and I, honestly, I'm not just saying that. We did that for a while, lads. We got caught up in the emotion of balls, this, that. No, it's bollocks. Yeah. Play the game. Trust the trust the process. Trust the game plan. Everything else will look after itself. And honestly, we, I can say that first and foremost, we did do that personally. We'll talk a bit about Europe as well. We'll move on from the balls there. I'm so the AC Milan game. So you personally had more chances against Milan than Celtic did <laughs> the whole season. So the prop is the stats again. I want to move back to the Royster interview where Royster talked about who did he talk about? He said someone smelled tremendous. Anyone smell this? Goody. Oh, me and Finn I were talking about it the other day. Tio Hernandez. Yeah, smelled great. Like, like skin oh of a God. skin of a supermodel woman. It's gorgeous, man. <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> Danny Mandrew was the closest thing I've smelled. Um, no, honestly, lads, every one of them. They were just, you know, what, and I'm. Um, Are they classy outfit like? Class on the pitch, off the pitch. I didn't get to meet their staff I'm sure the gaffer and Stephen Mack and Glenn can tell you how they came they promised us how, a friendly over there how, how they spoke about us in the media Maldini um, I think said it's going to be a game They're not. it's not going to be a rollover for them I think that shows when you see the players that they brought and put put out on the beach yeah it's a full know? 11 um, but yeah smelling one is definitely T.O. <laughs> that's why Finno was just following them around the game it was aftershave we couldn't afford it though <laughs> who, who stuck out for you as regards to being a little bit classy or just what What did you take from that game and what uh, was a standout moment where you just thought this person is going to be a star or this person did this or any funny yeah. anecdotes like what uh, no be, uh, that's you're kind of you can't see I am not one of them like oh Playing against Theo Hernandez, playing against Donnarumma, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Kessier, don't do it because you come away from the game then. And I think if you watch how we performed on that day, I don't think any of us did. Like Kessier chasing Jack around as a Kessier brilliant is yeah, super player. Yeah, like and I don't think any of us did. We gave them the respect that they deserved on the top teams in Europe, and they gave us the respect like that we did. We created chances that proper game, wasn't it? Like you should have won the first oh, half. No. But I we remember played our own way. We yeah. kept our football. Yeah, because at one stage Pico was passing the ball out oh, from the five-yard, six-yard box, and yeah. Alan Manis was as well. Another way we we'd have a player, a, a defender in each six-yard box yeah. on the line, and I was looking like, oh, is this what yeah. we should be doing? Like, it's see Milan, and that's that all comes down, lads, is to the management. They don't change, and as alluded to earlier, don't change who we are. What's the point of us being a possession-based team in League of Ireland and going to Europe and going, let's bang it up to Aaron and Rory? You're not winning. You're not developing anything. I remember a few days and the manager's unbelievable with his video analysis and he said, Aaron, you'll get chances if you on the left side of centre-half. Simon Carrier plays yeah, yeah. on the right. He's old, but as I say, Joe, he won't get done by pace. Doesn't He's much clever up in his head. And he played a young boy left side of centre-half and they got down. Actually, I only seen it when I got home that Finner had a tap in when I think... As I say, I went and I shot it in a cute angle. Finner could have had a tap in. Donnarumma made a great save in me force. And I think Jack, as I say, Kessier. The one that stood out for me was the best player in the park was John Longnell. The fellow was after signing for Inter. Was just, yeah. It, just every time he got the ball, it was just like, 
now he was the best player in the park but when Zlatan got it he'd like put his foot on the ball and it'd be like oh, I remember this guy <laughs> you know and um, you're just like they were ama- never once were arrogant I know Joey has the story about Zlatan about coming to do his garden he didn't need to say it to him because Joey he's not checking the price of diesel is he <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of us but um, now they were amazing lads honestly even after the game but before it, you can't, for me as a player, you can't get caught up. Oh, there's, there's the boys running out now, but they were amazing. I just remember pressing them, and we always changed. Like, I never tell sit off, press them. Let's see, we, the reason why we press is to win the ball closer to the goal. That's why biggest thing that we've done over since our system has changed, our intensity to our press is strikers go, everyone else follows. So that's our trigger, and we never change. And I remember Don around like putting his foot on the ball and like kind of sucking me in like I'm a little fish here. Like, just like this. Come on, you. Come on. <laughs> Come on in, Greta. I'm like, my God, the bleeding so easy. You just don't kick me with your leg. His uh, head was up near the cross. Uh, it was unbelievable. Like, but they were top class outfit. Going back, I think, Ilves. Yeah. Played Ilves. We gave away a penalty. Joey hit some square in the face. Hmm. They scored a, they give away the penalty and me and Borky are running back and the centre half runs by me and goes, you are fucking shit. And I'm like, wow, you are Yeah, there we go. You are Took that one away in the pocket there. Yeah, and then we that. come back, Borky scores a bleeding cracker and we win them on penalties. But um, they were AC Milan. That's what I mean in terms of these are world-class players and you have team in Finland giving you no respect. And Brad's uh, said that about Ilves and Bran as well, I think. Yeah, Bran, Bran underestimated us. Massively. I, all I've played, I think, 12, 13, I think this is my 13 season in League of Ireland and... Every time you play a team in Europe, lads, they never give Irish teams the respect. Never? Never. The first game is your game to get, like, to hoard them. In terms of, you have a chance, like, you know what I mean? They, they might underestimate you, like. The manager doesn't do it. He won't change his... If we play... If we get Fairview, who we got in Limerick in the FAO Cup, the manager will have their games, some of the last three games, and he'll be watching them. Mm. And he'll know, well, Gar's good on the right, and Carl's, Carl's decent up top. Don't give him... No, he'll say... He'll know who the players are... They'll have their their strengths, their weaknesses, and he doesn't change. And they kind of underestimate you a little bit, you know. That and comes down to a love of football at the end of yeah, it as well. That he's an absolute love of football where you respect everybody yeah. and you know anyone else can hurt you. Doesn't leave a stone untouched. Yeah. And that's this small detail which is massive in, in terms of any type of football. But they showed their class. It was it was brilliant because I went then. I was in Finland. In November, with my son's team, and we got Ilves, and I honestly. Oh, you were beating in the final, were you? Zenit? Yeah, Zenit, but we played Ilves, and I was like, boys. <laughs> I, no, I said, I said, no, I said to them, man, um, I honestly couldn't care about the results, because all, and they're only 12, they're a special group, but I really don't care any time about results. It says, do me a favour, will you? Blame bash this. Disrespect, they showed me, me and Borky were filming when they ran by us, and uh, I think they won five or six months, I was delighted, but. Um, yeah, AC just showed that glass. I don't want to go too far off the, the topic here, the subject, but your that group you have, you've you've been with them since Jaden's a kid. Jaden yeah. was in their league for a while, and obviously the league, the elite leagues came in. That is a team full of superstars. They're gonna be the they're kind of the first, you could say, real homegrown products mm. of Shamrock Roadstone because they were the they're, they're there from yeah, day they're, one. They're day, day ones, yeah. and this this team, Carl. Like I, I, that's hard to. You can't even pick one out. I wouldn't even be that mean about it. But they're unbelievable. Mm. They're absolutely outrageous. It goes for me. It goes down to Graham Barra. He's the he's the manager. I'm the coach. But they were up in Roadstone before when Roadstone wasn't even an Astro. Yeah. And he had them training on a patch four days a week. 
So these kids have put in a lot of, a lot of work. The parents have sacrificed an awful lot. And at the start, the parents were probably home like, Jesus, four days a week. If so it was a Monday, Tuesday, they used Thursday, to do, Friday? No, they used to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, game every Saturday, Sunday. And the parents Every Saturday, back. Sunday? Yeah. And a year above as well? They, they played their age and a year above. So that's all down to Graham. Like, I've, when I signed for Rovers, I was always, I could never go in and coach, even though my son, I'm not there for my son. Graham's son is there. Stephen mm. Mack's son is there. Robbie Keane's son is there. They don't, we're not there for our own kids. We're there for developing kids and... They're, they are special they're 12 that's no illusions about it. they're 12 years old they're very talented they've a long way to go Gar, but they're doing the right things the most important is that they've done the grassroots stuff Irish football forgets about it they don't if you compare Irish kids you know Jack as an example when he went to Man City the amount of training that they did we have to catch that so mm. Graham seeing it at that age my son was training four days a week when kids when we used to be training one maybe two because of the if the weather was bad or whatever yeah. do you know what I mean and now the facility that we have in Rolstone the indoor with the gym and the indoor now we, we do our activation in the morning the kids have got everything it's harder now for the kids because it's not like younger jeez you have Gary he's quick and he's right footed or he's left footed should I say if you were left footed and you were quick years ago you'd go mm. That now Gavin what's he like at school what's he like around the place what's um, what's everything taken into consideration oh, 100% but the kids they're 12 it's when we went to Finland everyone looked at us everyone looked at our badge Zenit and all looking at our badge we had a meeting we done I tried to do was similar Graham didn't go and I was allowed to be put in charge and it was unbelievable Shane Robinson was there Aidan Price Robbie Kane ended up going and everyone looked at us kind of going like smirking at our badge and I was like boys this is brilliant no one knows us here Yeah. no one knows us but I tell you what everyone's going to remember us when we leave I, was, I said watch the game against Zena we went one nil up we got beaten to one but um, great experience for the kids like to go away to Finland for four days they'll but, always remember that and then they got stuck there because of the PCR test for another four but another four <laughs> but um, now they're special special talent and one that um, look forward to continue working uh, just on Europe again uh, obviously we, we beat Bran uh, Apollon in Cyprus that was kind of the one that got away similar to AIK oh, the year before very fine margins we're talking about and uh, you had some big chances in those oh, games oh for fuck's sake yeah. the Bran, uh, and the friends arena Sweden, in front yeah. of their fans as well Sweden with the header and Bran I think and then, you, then I think you just came up the next day didn't you was in game you what Stockholm Stockholm syndrome and was like oh, <laughs> any chance like don't be kicking me while I'm down here I'm trying, I'm trying to get the fans on me side here don't be killing me <laughs> so the one to ask was then you scored that goal in Cyprus yeah. from all of what was it 25 yards yeah. absolutely drilled into the top corner were you thinking like why is that one going no, in and not the easier one that's, that's football isn't it <laughs> if, if football was that simple I think everyone would be doing it lads I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a 25 30 goal season man I'm not but one thing I am is a hard working player for the team always work hard for the team and on that night it went in the AIK one it didn't but as I alluded to earlier it's always I think since I'm not saying since I've been here since Rovers under the gaffer every year they've got better like AOEK's budget compared to us we shouldn't even comparison with it was ridiculous we shouldn't yeah. Gavin, 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 Gavin played in goal like 15 I think he was 15 or 16 correct me if I'm wrong and we're never changed how we play it take it to then SK Ram unbelievable night in Tallah Stadium when Jack does a little pirouette and <sighs> scores 
Gary, I think, comes on and scores, and then we get a point. That's one that gets away. That's the one possibly for me bugs me as much as Florin Talon because what a chance! I think they go down to ten. I score and we have the game. We were in like I'm thinking. Even goes to penalties here. I'm fancying this one. Mm. Fancy at the penalties. I don't care who we're playing. Yeah. You got the bearing goal. You have a chance. Like you really do. And I think Lee got sent off and Dan Dan sloppy pass and Lee got exposed and then they scored on the with something that the manager always alluded to now with goals that we can see in the manner how we can see it I won't get into the detail but in terms of that and he still brings it up as that small margin small detail and, it's soft, isn't it? yeah but it was from, from us definitely because it's not the manner that we give goals away if, if someone goes and puts it in top corner you hold your hands up mm. no problem that, that can happen mm. but the goal that we gave away to put us out in Europe when we had the game in our own hands I feel regardless if as I say if it went longer I think we would have won well I'd fancy our chances should I say but one that um, every year I think we're gradually getting better and definitely as you've seen from last year one that still bugs me now when I'm sitting here which is lads the Florentino one but one that we've got to use as ammunition and yeah. ammo for us as next year as a group of players because I think we're more than capable of going and doing it it's not easy you see with Rovers for the first team and then Dundalk have done it twice and this that's that's our aim to do do well in the next year. Just back to the Apollon goal, the cup in the years. What was that about? The cup in the years. Oh, they were given. They were the fans were horrendous. They were really? horrendous. Real like you know Jack is being there, so being speaking to Jack, very close to Jack of course, but they were horrendous. Let's you want to see them? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the shouts they were like, "What are you doing?" But <laughs> English uh, in English, yeah, yeah. but just everything spinning at us and all. Yeah, it was just like, people think as well. I was doing that. Rovers fans I was like, "What? He's coming twenty-five yards here. Any chance?" <laughs> um, yeah, but they were just horrible, break. horrible. But like, even their fan, even excuse me, their players, but nasty, nasty. And like, yeah, you've got to play the game. Being there, and probably if anyone says that who play against me, yeah, he's a horrible fucker to play against. Mm. But they were their fans were bleeding ruthless. Another one who underestimated us. Mm. I think mm. the centre half who scored the second goal is linked with Chelsea at the minute for forty million. Like, yeah, a comparison to us, it's crazy. Jack will tell you when he was at Cyprus, if them teams don't do well in the league, they clear the whole team out and it's get insane. a whole new team. It's madness. Sheriff, Sean Gannon, Sean Horse said that they beat them and then they qualified for Europe beat Real Madrid but they cleared the whole team out and Dundalk beat them go I mean, into the rabbit hole with Sheriff Tiris Ball just go into the rabbit hole go into the Wikipedia <laughs> rabbit hole with them it's yeah. insane what goes on at the yeah. club it's it's just oh, it's a money pit money laundering yeah. pit oil barons all sorts going on <laughs> yeah. like it's it's fascinating stuff our pal uh, Ozzy Ney uh, even though we, we got the late equaliser in Norway have we got the audio to two, I'll, I'm sure I'll play it to start <laughs> this podcast even though we got the equaliser they dumped us out on the street, no buses. We had to 8 walk. o'clock, it was 8 o'clock, yeah. there was no trains, no we had buses. To walk where was that? Brand, back brand, to the, yeah. the Zuby Walker. Do you know what? In terms of us as a group, I think that's where we came together. There was so, a click. Yeah, there was a click, definitely. Fraser always says that the 1 0 loss at Home to Dundalk was a turning point. Do you think that was a turning point within the team as a click? In terms, so we went to Norway, we stayed in a nice hotel, and Pico scored two, didn't he? And I remember we went down for, I think we went two days, maybe before the game, and Jack was doing the weasel <laughs> thing, and Pico, we were saying, do it, Pico, if you score, but it's Jack's thing. And everyone was kind of, like, when you saw in players and people don't know each other you kind of only get to know each other when you spend more time with them you're probably yeah. saying but you're in training with them everyone goes home after training mm. have coffee with a lot of the lads play golf with a lot of them but this time you're with them 24-7 when you go away and I feel 
at that SK brand game away, the one then when we beat them at home, then we go to a pollen and you're kind of still together, buzzing off each other, getting to know each other, and that kicked on from that was the 2019 season when we went on the Monday FAOE Cup. I feel at that stage, remember we all walked around brand, it was unbelievable. Yeah. That's what a place! So, how, how much Me of a Jack were going shock was the hell that was? It was looking down, did you see, of course, you're at the stadium, but driving in was like driving into a housing estate. Did Jack, was you know what they have now? They have apartments in the stadium. So they were building them at the time, really? but now they include season tickets for students and they pull across the court and they see the match. We were warming up the Isn't day that before and there was someone paragliding off the middle. <laughs> 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 I was wanting the gaffer up going, that's their manager gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel at that stage as us as players, we all just, here you have to get on with people. There's people, I'm not going to get on with everyone. I'm not saying, that's part and parcel of life. People have different interests. doesn't mean I dislike them, but yeah. we just feel as us as a group, and majority of that group are still there, and that is a telling factor for me. Well, for me was that how we all kind of get on. You're traveling together, you're living together. Can't beat your mom, can you? You got to get on with it, and yeah. um, it paid dividends for me because we went on to win the 2019 FUI Cup. Yeah, Bram is actually still my favorite trip. I love that one. But oh, uh, trip. You, you you just said yourself there that you're not a 30 yeah. goal a season striker, but. Does it ever get a bit insulting the way some pundits each year and some of our own fans too that you hear that we need a striker, we need a 20 goal striker even after the important role you've played in this team you've helped us win three trophies does it ever get irritating after a while or do you not pay attention? No, because if it irritated me then the manager would say it to me and that's the reason we do it for um, we have a system to play and I trust the system I'm being honest with you, I'm saying to you, doesn't mean I don't have my own set personal goals, what I want to achieve at this club, and to get this club back to where it is, with everyone who has pulled in the way, for it, the way it's going at the minute, is incredible, and no, it doesn't, because that's, even for me, is what you're saying, it keeps me going, keeps that fire in my belly going, that, as I say, if, if someone has a problem, and they're going to voice it, or tweet it, or well, say it in a stand, it's no problem, if I know the manager's going to pick me, or have me in the squad. I'm happy with that. That's he knows football. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not silly, is he? Um, we. I think that comes down to probably when Twiggy was here. But we've won the mm-hmm. league the last two years and an FAI Cup, three years without a twenty goal season man. Because I think differences in terms of how we play. We playing as it's not, not everyone plays as a team. But you look at the goal spread out from last year year previous and previous again 2019 there's a scatter of goals throughout the whole team Yeah, you know what I mean the year I think 2019 I got my best for the club was 15 in all competitions something that I was very proud of um, Danny last year I think got 15 which is incredible in this fourth season you, then you bring in Aaron who uh, unbelievable for the club also Jack's goals Dylan Watts Um. It's Rory, just a rattling them off. Like, Rory, I mean, you know Gaffney, I mean? there's Finner, Popsel, Pico, Joey when he was there, Lee, Sean Hoare. Everyone's capable of scoring goals in this team. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I completely understand when you've got the likes of Jack Bourne behind you and Danny and Dylan. You've got to score goals at this club. But it's something that you got. I'm not afraid of listening to that. It just keeps me motivated. And um, as I say, if the manager says to me, he trusts me, he wants me to score, he's not going out and telling me, but I know... I'm trying to bring goals to the team but of course trying to work very hard as well scoring or assisting and once we honestly lads if we win I've done the team 
either or if we win the league and I don't score goals uh, people Borky mightn't be happy with I'll take it all day because I'm, a, I'm not saying it because as I'm here with you I'm an ultimate team player all everything for the team manager asked me to play anywhere I'll go and do it because which you've done you ended up at no, left back again there not, last I've, season I've, no problem doing it I've played left wing I've played left <laughs> back also uh, for the Ireland 21s and I'll do it it's probably hadn't mm-hmm. played there since Sligo when you won the league you were yeah, still left back for Sligo a long time ago yeah so and also I've played a little bit where Ireland 21's end they got injured and Noel King put me back left back so um, no it's Noel King right let's go off topic right Noel King what's he like well when I forced me and Endo I think travelled down together and he asked everyone like in the room stand up and what do you do for and I have of a family but at that time with a very young family Jack who was two and he said Aaron you're from Sligo aren't you I said what what are you making on about (laughs) <laughs> so I was like is this full of winding me up like do we speak about the manager do your research like half the team he didn't know where you were from he called you up like. called me up yeah me and Enda travelled down together and I was like is this full of winding me up like half the team were myself and uh, Richie Tell would have been in a Connor Clifford Aaron Doran Robbie Brady Jeff Hendricks Shane Duffy there was a, it was a very good Ireland 21 so I yeah. didn't start a lot of the games but it was uh, a part of it and was very very grateful but I was like going back to the manager now you're a player I was like did you enjoy the sessions and what you put on uh, you don't really get a lot of time It's he kind of picks a team and that was it we had a few trips away Liechtenstein and Italy and stuff but yeah here it's it's great to get honoured and I was playing very well at Sligo at that stage and I think Shamrock Rovers were the we were chasing your tails for many many years so um, to get recognised in the league was something that I was very very proud of my family and I was playing for Sligo at that stage and when I came on I got a great reception in the showground something that I'll never forget also so um, my son was there as well I think he was only two or three so something that I won't forget the love affair with Westlife beginning Sligo <laughs> yeah definitely who doesn't like Westlife Matt Gar- Westlife <laughs> no, I'm not going to answer that <laughs> not a fan Carl no <laughs> no he took, the, he took the posters down before you oh, came. Yeah. Definitely did. To see the blue tack all over the walls there, <laughs> <laughs> just a shame foiling up there. Just, he, was, he was impressed with Bukes when he came in, Aaron. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I'm surprised. No, sorry, I'm not. I was just saying how many you had. You're putting McDarrett to shame here. I think McDarrett <laughs> just throws them up when he does his own. I, I think that's a poster yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Prof, um, we will go on to the stats and. You put one up about John Giles recently. He was the second longest serving Rovers manager of all time in a single spell. So Bradzer has uh, overtaken him. So he's the, it's, it's, it's a super stat in fairness. So we had some rough spells in your first season in 2018. and Bowles games had him under pressure. So the period of pressure where Prof was the instigator. Did you know Prof was the enough is enough banner? Yeah. Prof yeah. was the instigator. Did you see the photo when he's behind it? I heard two of you have done that. But enough, when you, was that, did you ever talk about that in the dressing room between no. yourselves and players when you saw that? I honestly don't remember seeing that. I've seen pictures of it. I honestly don't, to be honest, lads, personally. I can't remember it, so, um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great time, but I think we got dumped out a cup by Gerard away, didn't we? No, one nil. Like, Lee got sent off. We brought on a 15-year-old team yeah, player, didn't he? Yeah, his, his, his younger brother, Desmond's with her. Is he? Yeah, he's very good. Is he good? Yeah, but um, I remember coming off the bench, and we got beaten, and just so many Rovers fans, alluding to going back to, like, what it means, like, 32 years, incredible, like. And we got dumped out, and it was it was it wasn't a nice time to be around. But now, where it goes, uh, anything he does, 
people are going to praise him and he deserves it because he got absolutely battered in the press some people when he was kind of coming out speaking for me about Cork and Dundalk and yeah we weren't on their level but he's, he was ambitious to think yeah. that's where I want to go and I'm saying to you what I said to you was earlier in terms of Dundalk you watch what they do we've got to be doing you've got to match them or doing more than them and when you hear the likes of Pass say oh it's only an 18 game season but you just had the exact same amount of games what did you do and the manager is um, you're in the same league like the same 100% league. so um, no he's it couldn't be any happier for him because I see how much he works day in day out not only him the staff once they dedicate themselves and everything they do, we we try to perform in the, to the best of our abilities for them because we know how hard they work. I'd say the minutes they put in are ridiculous. I mean, I've noticed no, it's, just chats and, yeah. you know, after the season when you win the league and you kind of get cornered and you're chatting to some of the backroom staff and stuff like that and just the impression that you get off them. I'd say there's some unhappy wives. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> So we train. Like their, their life is all about rovers and I, football. I, I train uh, the, excuse me, the under 13s on, I'm allowed to do on Monday and the Tuesday. I don't do closer to a game during the season. So I'm very lucky that the manager even allows me to do it. I'm very grateful. And I, we come in at what, nine? I, I live Kilimanjaro, so I'm very close. I kind of get in early, try to get myself from roll stretcher if you need a rub or whatever. And the managers, of course, I'm sure he's forced in. And... I go home on a Monday, we do a double session and then I come back up for my son training session and he's still there. Like, so you're in around the Rollstone constantly uh, so it's kind of like a, a way of life yeah, for you and he's still there? Yeah, still he's, there knocking around looking yeah, at the kids? And yeah, he knows, knows every kid. like knows every kid at the club. Every kid that goes by. Like, last night I had a hat and a snood on and a jacket and every kid, Gaffer walks boy comes over speaking to me and Graham and every kid's doing the same to him. Like, it's great to have that relationship of, I think I've seen a thing on Southampton of if if players coming into the forest team and they're in awe of it, they're going to be within themselves. Mm. So if we say if the 17s are training and 17s and 19s and a few of the transition here boys are being training them with us. So it's great for them to so be... You already know them. You already know them. You're already getting to build a relationship with them so they're not like... Awkward, shy. Not, like, yeah, yeah. And it's brilliant because what the club are doing now with them tra- transition here boys with Stephen Gray is incredible. The boys are up there every day learning their football and also their skill but the work, work it's up in Asheville is it no they're in Roadstone oh yeah yeah they're in Roadstone it's a it's, they're doing transition year in Roadstone full no skill for what? a year it's incredible I didn't know this that night, no. so they, you think about we're going in training and say oh, I had a knock last week and he can go oh young Ryan's there we'll, we grab him out of the classroom you're going training <laughs> he's going yeah. But that's what I mean. There's no awkwardness for the young, for the younger lads. Like I see eight-year-old boys. I went up where, went up my son's team. We're playing on Sunday, and the academy are there. Like sorry, the actual academy. Yeah, yeah, Aldo's. yeah. And these are like six, seven, and eight, and they're all coming up. And I believe Oidemo was in the gym, like just doing a recovery session because he played on the Saturday, and all of them are running. So the academy are on the indoor and roadstone. So you would have seen it would have been like a basketball. Yeah, they used to do the, uh, the, the PE hall. Like. Yeah, exactly. But it's all Astro now and. The younger kids are running to Oidemo at the end getting a picture with him. Like, Oidemo's there. It's right? Astro so, in it? In it, yeah. No way. That's yeah. new, then, isn't yeah, it? No way, I didn't so know that. They, so that's where our, our gym will be. and They're just evolving roads now. Like, yeah, as I go yeah. back to when I see when my son was there, to where it was. Like, I used to go watch my brother play for Kilimani. Kilimani used to play there. Bluebell. That's, I don't think Bluebell. I heard a little bit about your brother. Yeah. I heard he quite the player. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't everyone at a bar still though? When nah, nah. <laughs> 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 I had bad knees now. My brother was um, very talented. But, um, I've heard a few people say that now, yeah. right? 
five aside he's, he's your main man yeah, so we're going to be we're going to run for a tifty's five aside yes. now in the summer <laughs> just going to jump ahead here uh, got a couple of quick questions of Rowan and a few of the fans sent in cool. so first one is uh, best player you've ever played with and against oh lads there's two it's the easiest two I'm not going to well, yeah I'll say best player I've played with best player I've played with was Jacko 100% I'm going to say Jack and Joey because Joey and all two of them I haven't seen anything I like figured you were going to say Joey yeah, yeah. Joey and all Joey and yeah, Brian Joey and all you go crack as well yeah unbelievable like you, you look at Pico what he's doing right now lads and Joey won two of them I've never seen a fella to hold the drip like a lot of people didn't like how we went around as a player in the dressing room but he played at such a level like we're so graced I'm not too sure if Rovers fans loved him ah, sure. we loved him he had a little small yeah. stint with us he's incredible he great. just like I remember the European game and like say if you don't have a bad say if you're going through a bad spell he'd always demand the ball he'd always demand that his, the standards were high I've seen him foam roll 10 years ago we're doing it 3 four, like, yeah years ahead lads bands just incredible incredible with young lads also he used to get a bad rep from of course I've heard stories also from other people my personal um, dealings I've had with Joey was incredible and of course Jack just as I said to you he could win a game in five minutes lads things he does with a ball is can't get near him just low centre of gravity how he manoeuvres he actually wants you to get toys so he can spin like the Chris Shields got uh, the goal against oh, him he wants he's like he's sucking you in come on you come on you you I'm going around sweating and training going I'm going to get to him I'm going to get this nah he's like come on Green and you as well you dope I'll take you <laughs> he's, uh, he's a special special talent and as I say one that we're very lucky to have very lucky uh, favourite Rovers goal you've ever scored um, not the Apollon lads I'm gonna say the ball was one nil in Daily Mount. The rain so yeah, yeah. I don't because people say the Apollon we didn't win the game. Yeah, no, mm. I, I, good I, goal, boy. I think someone did. It's nice that you want goal to have meaning yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. Though. I don't. I don't want to score a hat trick and win four. Uh, lose four three. It yeah, doesn't mean that. Yeah. Uh, because I think Rovers didn't do it. Some I done an interview after, and someone said it hadn't happened in so long or something. So it was. I was happy and my dad was there also soaked to the bone and had a good night that night with Jimmy so <laughs> uh, a couple of questions sent in as well Jimmy the barber right he's been getting a lot of flack oh, about, his, about his style and about how he can cut hair and he's been sacked a few times from other people we're wondering are you going to be changing up soon no no. You can't cheat in your barber that's only because it's a free haircut that's all it is <laughs> it's not free <laughs> can't cheat I, get, I give him co- I pay for his coffee I think <laughs> uh, nah Jim's Jim's doing myself Aaron Mack Jack Lee Grace Rory Gaffney the gaff he's been um, he's been there he's looked after a few other boys and here he's, he's ha- like not that he's handy he's very good also but if you need a haircut he um, he drops up to your house you can go down to his and I know you type of fella to keep you grounded yeah he's, a, he's he's I think for me you surround yourself with people who motivate you keep you grounded and can tell you a few home truths yeah, and I, yeah. think, I think that's Jimmy for me in a nutshell and um, he's actually got out like when we're out and I've seen Glenn or whatever he's got they know they know who he is so they done a video on the cup final and Jimmy had a video and it was very very good Heidi had everybody cracking up yeah which is um because the video was very emotional before the cup final and Jimmy kind of softened the blow a little bit so yeah good fella and a really good friend 
Uh, someone asks, were the chips in Sligo nice? Horrible. I'm not even messing. Like, who doesn't get a bag of chips and don't get salt and vinegar on them? Um, they need to sort that out. Where does the hatred stem from in Sligo? Oh, I just... I honestly don't know. Like, I don't... <coughs> 2FEO Cups, Satanta Cup... I don't know. Um, I just think... Do you who know did what you, it, who'd you go to after Sligo? I went to Pat's. Boy. I, do you know what it is, lads? They only... They call... I remember I signed for them, right? And... I went down, I went to do, to do a lot of things with skills, and I went to do a skill, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to play Rovers the weekend. They were like, no, it's Shams. The Shams. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Rovers, like, you guys are slow, you know. Not a good start. I think Alan Keane or something, and Joey was like, no, they are Shams, today's, and I was like, What's no. Alan Keane like? Yeah, Keane was unbelievable. Wide doors in those dressing rooms. Massive head. <laughs> yeah, he's a big uh, big head, or a little Peter Ebden head in him. Peter Nah, he had a good career, didn't he, Keno? Yeah. Um, One of my biggest hate figures as a player. Yeah, it wouldn't be my closest friend. I wouldn't be ringing him now. But yeah. he's, you can't You look at what people do in their careers. And I think he done well. He jumped on that Dundalk train when it was doing well, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think he did much for them. But like, as fans, we do tend to have hate figures like Buckley, Ward, Keane would have been with Hoban. So those players that just always rub you up the wrong you way. Alan Keane, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so those know. players that just rub you up the wrong way. Constantly, I think Heary was one for me as well. Just rub you up constantly the wrong way when they play it. Now, obviously it's playing the game though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, part, it's like, it was Andy Lyons. My son followed him on Instagram and he came down to me and goes, oh, Andy's, Andy followed me back and I'm like, you're gas because if you're in the South Stand this year and you step up, I'll always be a wanker. Yeah. What's the deal? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Pat asks this question, which one of your Rings End based critics in the South Stand would you like to do a charity white collar boxing match with in the suite this year? I think this is a reference to Mooner. Is it? Tell him to get the 80kg and I'll have him. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story behind that photograph with uh, you and Mooner in the Clayton Hotel oh. after the cup final? What, oh, what was it? What was it? Can you. What was the pic? Oh, uh, I think he just. What, what was the pose? He was just full of soup. Was he, yeah? Uh, he was just pointing at each other, wasn't he? No, he did. He definitely said. I can't remember what he said. Oh. I don't know what it was. I'll bring up the photo in a minute. We'll come back to it. Yeah, um, definitely. We'll definitely come back to that. We also had a question about come back to Rovers for the second spell yeah. was there any doubts about coming back and like did you feel that maybe you might have to win the fans over um, f- first and foremost definitely wanted to come back because I knew I didn't do myself any justice on my first stint I don't think and when the manager actually Dundalk were the force to approach me when the whole madness that happened with Bray oh, I think Dylan Connolly went and is he was, still playing? Yeah, I think he's in Scotland. Is he in Scotland? He could be somewhere Wait. else. And he, I met Stephen and literally was close to signing. And got a phone call off Stephen Mack saying, like I see, I used to see them every Saturday and Sunday, lads. And like so, he coined like he, and of course, someone who I won't mention, who was lives in me estate, said he wants you, blah blah blah. And then as soon as he said it, it was so easy for me to make my decision yeah, yeah. because uh, it's funny because the first time I was here people say oh your attitude this and that people don't realise when I was forced here Stephen Kenny got it and he took a team over that was not his team and everyone who wasn't a part of that European team were ah well he is not good enough don't get me wrong I wasn't good enough I'm not sitting here telling you I was but no one got a chance Stephen lost his job we weren't good enough as players but people don't realise everything else that goes with that. And when 
the gaffer and Mac wanted me, there was not a chance I was going to turn it down. I live in Kilimanjaro, my son's at the academy, <coughs> two minutes away from Tala Stadium, two minutes away from Roadstone. As I say, from Tala, I know Rovers originates in Rings End, but something for me and my family. Um, a lot of people in my estate are Shamrock Rovers fans. How proud my dad is being going every every Friday, and as I said, on away games. But it's a big he, thing. He's ever present. He's yeah, ever and, present. And not only that, when when I met, I haven't even got to the point. When I met the manager, his desire to want me, he didn't want me as a, he wanted me. He, he spoke to me like I'm speaking to you, and just he wants good people. Like, first and foremost, of course, you got to be able to play football, but mm. that's what he gets in the group. Like, and he he's a special way of dealing with people on player relationship level yeah. rather than of course you've got to have something like yeah, do you know what I mean but he um, he was brilliant and I just couldn't wait to get over the line like I was n- honestly if you think about oh, I was actually thinking this and think everything I did when I left Shamrock Rovers has put me back to where I wanted to be mm. I'm not just saying that because I'm here I'm being 100% honest with you I always wanted to go back all my family and friends go to the games when the games are behind closed doors, I think the people used to be going mad because I was trying to get as Jimmy would have got into a few and a few. Me a dad, few, yeah, and me dad and whatever. But they love it, um, and I'm very lucky. And something that I don't take very lightly. It's not that oh, I'm happy here. I'm from Tala. It's not easy. Got to, as I alluded to earlier, I got to keep going. And there's still so much more to do here. And I'm very lucky that the gaffer gave me that opportunity. And I said that to him after 2019 FAI Cup win. Is that when everyone dealt with you? Look at us now, like mm. help me put this medal around your neck. Like you see him today getting the personality of the year award. Without him, there's no us. Without us, like we're all pulling in the one direction here. Yeah, yeah. And every everything is paying dividends. But from when he rang me and I met him in McGettigan's, I remember leaving. I rang my wife and I've never been so happy. I was like, I can't believe this. Like and Dundalk lads were the team to be at. Dundalk, it was easy for me to go to Dundalk. Dundalk were winning things. Dundalk were qualifying for Europe, winning FAI cups. Like they signed Dylan Connolly and I was like, I'm not being real. Dylan Connolly's a good player, but I was like, they actually, I think they spent fifty grand on him and Bray were really, yeah. And I was like, my God, like, Greyhound, you know. I was very. Don't get me wrong, I've never seen anyone run <laughs> like him, but um, Dylan's a good player, but just I was, I was wasn't. I think if we're gonna be. Would be nice about it. I don't think he'd fit into this group. No, completely. We don't play the way he would. But and just going back to that, as I say, I used to see them every Saturday and Sunday. And when I was kind of stalled for a little bit, and then I see Mac at my son's game because our sons play. So would you walk by like? Come on, to me. Just go. Hey, And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Like as I say, the easy option for me was to jump on the Dundalk train and be like, yo, you ain't gonna feel a part of it. One thing I love is that when I'm after coming back, I've been a part of something that's taken this club back to some like to where it belongs, and we're still not done. I could have went to Dundalk, that would have been all right, but the likes of Gano and all were part of that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel I'm very much a part of this, and we're still not done yet. So I'm very, very grateful to him seeing that in me and giving me the opportunity to come here. So a very positive note, but we're going to bring you right back down to earth. Go on. Leicester Senior <laughs> Cup Final. Oh, yeah. I, was in the, I was in the main stand and I remember... Oh, Smart, C-Boy, was it? It was C-Boy. Rings end team, wasn't it? C- ring, uh, Pat, Pat C-Boy. C-Boy, yeah. Yeah, it was Pat C-Boy. So yeah. I'm looking at, at this and I'm like, right, he's at scoring. He's run over and he's like, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> fuck, and they're gone. 
Someone shouted something about like Maloney, I think it was. Oh, no, no Mark Keating. Mark Keating, was it? Was it? Yeah. Shouted something. He was giving you abuse the whole game. Yeah, but my brother. So you're pointing to him, I think. Yeah, my it? brother and my son were there. I don't mind. Like, my son's now. He's like. I was like, you're such a scarred mate. Yeah, we're your fans. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. You're only a young fan. Yeah, but. I don't know, it was just because I think my son was there. I remember turning around to my brother and saying, there he is, there. We're <laughs> <laughs> in the white collar event, my brother can fight him then. <laughs> but I remember we went to the dressing room and Stephen Kenny's there. He's like, I tell you what, Aaron, whatever he said, I'm going to say it to you every week, okay? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Chris Turner was gone, Twiggy and all. I've never laughed so much, so... um yeah, I think that's a Stephen Hughes This is ammo for me then, but it didn't last very long, did it? Here's the photo I referenced earlier, you and Mooner. Ah, oh, so was he? Do you know, I don't even remember what he was. was a long guy. He, <laughs> looks, long a, he looks a bit like James Talbot, doesn't he? <laughs> just a chubby oh, here. Just a chubby here. Oh, he would be pleased with that. <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. I'm only messing. That that was that was not in COVID actually. Yeah, because that's 2019. She has just, just, I don't know, we think he's telling me that he wasn't a fan of me and I'm giving him the shush. I'm calling him in there. So we have a question from Brendan, of course, Lens of Credit. Prof, why do we have Lens of Credit on as a sponsor? Because they got you back. <laughs> so um, he said, what's it mean to play for overs? Don't give me the bullshit spiel that most players give. And he said, surely your son seeing you playing and winning leagues must be special. And do you have do you have that good relationship? Because I always chat with Jaden with Jaden about rovers and we talk about our teams and who yeah. we want to play and things like that. So Yeah, definitely for me going to games, being from Tala, the stadiums in Tala and what it means to my friends and family. I think me and the gaffer are the only two people from Tala in the team, aren't we? That's a good prof, question. Prof there's a staff here. That's a good question. You oh. could be you'd know more than anyone, yeah, because you're in the realm. Yeah. yeah, I know we're not from Rings End, like Gano and Cal, <laughs> Gano and uh, Sean Cabinet. But um, yeah, to go and play for a club with such history, steeped in history, is amazing. Pat Bourne's brother lives directly across the road from me. No way. And can you imagine what I get about four in a row when I play for Bray, <laughs> Harry Kenny, the same? So when we won. Our second league title, Harry texts me going, you only two more to catch me. <laughs> it's an honour to play for the club and it's not a bullshit answer. My son is a die-hard Rovers fan. fan. All of his friends, I think there's ten, maybe nine. Some little mob they have in the South Stand, don't they? But the majority of them who are on my son's team are from my estate and we've done a few school runs and going around <coughs> to the schools in Tallaght, which is something that I actually feel we need to do more. Oh, don't talk to me. Honestly, because we do, I've done it at previous clubs, but won't get into it. We need to do more. But going to them clubs and we won the FA Cup in the league, um, seeing kids with Rovers jerseys on, not like Man City United, <coughs> whatever, whoever you support, that's what it means. And seeing kids going around with green and white, Shamrock Rovers jerseys on, and just, I think for me, why I do it is my dad's. Um, he's from Tallinn. My dad sacrificed an awful lot for me. Um, I, my mum had an aneurysm when I was only a few months old, so my dad brought up with an older brother on who's 34, 35, I think. My sister's 34. Not much in between you, no. so all young kids. And like. I was only a few months old, so my dad sacrificed an awful lot for me and to do it for him being from Tallinn. Like my dad goes to his local, and always proud of punching. Everything that my dad sacrificed for me, my brother, my brother went a different way, my sister, unbelievable people, and what he sacrificed for me to give back to him is what 
kind of keeps me going and I feel that with the with the manager also. Um everyone has their own story to tell and that's what makes what makes so good to play for this club, like putting on that jersey, wearing the number nine also, I know what it means yeah. and something that I don't take very lightly or take for granted any day and hard work. That's all it is. Just on the academy actually, something I thought was really special was when you scored in Cyprus, there was footage of your academy team yeah. watching the game yeah. on the big screen and it's just great looking at that saying like these have the hoops in their blood yeah. already they're going to grow up and be Robbers fans yeah they already are they love it did they mention it to you the goal did they say uh, they, are, they, love, they go to all the games they're in the dressing room after the games lads they're eating Reyes food <laughs> um, we played Kevin's last week and Kevin's for them is balls like and they're going into the game like that and it's brilliant it's what we're trying to do in the academy and with our age group is mirror everything is what we do with the first team and if we don't we're not we're not doing it right mm. we have to do that uh, you have to do it from the manager probably got stick at the start you, you started at the bottom and now you start at the bottom to build your house to build to get the foundation right mm. and it's paying dividends now with, of course you need first team success and we have that over recent years and we have to maintain that but with us we have to do it we have to give the kids the the most amount of minutes we can do, the most amount of time. We play the exact same system as us, the first team. We tell the kids when we're on telly, or if they're not at the games, watch the game. Mm-hmm. If it's a boy who plays right wing back, watch Ronan Finn, watch what he does, because that's what we're asking you to do. Not like, don't watch don't watch the game for what it is, watch it and learn. Of course, yeah. enjoy it, you know what I mean? If we have a centre mid, Watch what Jack's doing, watch what Gary O'Neill's doing, Chris McCann. If we have an 8 slash 10, watch Danny, watch Graham. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then a striker, don't watch Greener when he misses. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're trying to we're trying to get get them to do that. And they love it, lads. Honestly, they, as you say, they, they, as I said to you, they do be in the dressing room. They've actually, these are 12-year-old boys and I'm using them. The gaffer son is a year younger and they, uh, they love it. And they... Um, they all want to. These kids want to go up and play for Rovers, and that's the aim. Like, what's the point of getting these kids to an age and going away unless you're a Gavin? You know. Yeah. They, they, they what bought, we're trying to do is uh, create first-team players for the gaffer or whoever it is there. So you're an uh, you're an amateur photographer as well. Are you aware that you are now a meme generator because I'm, you and Gary O'Neill oh, in front of the camera with you pointing and laughing. It can be used <laughs> in so many scenarios. It's just your go-to. Photograph now. It's been pretty much used this week as well because when Bowes fans were giving out stink about Lions moving, anytime they'd be like, "Oh, he's a snake. He's doing this." It'd be just <laughs> picture of you just yeah, laughing. Requires yeah. so little effort. Just Gary, Gary's the photographer. By the way, I'm. Uh, I don't know who I am, um, but yeah, I remember Gary takes it off George. I think he still takes it off George every time George comes up to uh, take photos. Always that trying, but yeah, you you can leave the memes to you. I can't get involved in all that, or it'll come back to haunt me. So we're coming to the end, bro. Um, yep. Westlife fan, massive Westlife fan, but we don't play Westlife tunes on this podcast. I'm sorry, Greener, you're gonna have to delve into your own collection for that one. But in uh, we've had we've had Meatloaf passing away, prof. So we're gonna get, end this end the show with your favorite Meatloaf song. God, <laughs> Jesus, lads, he's gone to the phone. Two or three ain't bad. There you go. Yeah. That'll do it. That yeah, kind of sums you up, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> I've only been here one hour, two isn't bad. <laughs> uh, right, so that's it. And uh, Green, I want to thank you very much for coming in. You've been brilliant. Yeah, and, thanks so um, much. Was, I love that. Lads. Good luck for the rest of pre-season and we'll see you in the sales then. Thanks, lads. If you just want to get in, I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
I reckon we've got to get rid of Green, man. I'm sick of hearing people say all this good shit about him. He hasn't put the ball in the net, though, does he? Fuck him. Ruthless. Get rid of him. <laughs> I poured it on it, I poured it out. I tried to show you just how much I care. I'm tired of words and I'm too hoarse to shout. But you've been cold.